And we are live. How's everybody doing? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching Andor listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show. And I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere. And I don't know where to start. First of all, we have a speaker of the house finally. After so many different people put their name in their hat, took their names out, dropped in, dropped out, we have a speaker of the house. We'll talk a little bit more about him in a minute. Also, San Francisco going broke because of the doom loop. What is a doom loop? What is that exactly? We're going to get into the doom loop and what San Fran's doing to try and come back against going broke in just a minute. Also, Travis King, the army private who was arrested in South Korea, fled to North Korea, and was eventually sent back to the USA where he faces charges, not only of desertion, but of something a tad bit more sinister. We'll talk about that. A little bit more, a little bit later. Also, UFC is partnering with Bud Light in a six-year deal worth over $100 million. Is it a good thing, bad thing? Is it Budweiser calling in the favor to Dana White saying, hey, man, we're in the bind. Can you please help? We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, Sean King, a.k.a. Taco Max, a.k.a. Martin Luther King, back at it again. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you like what you're hearing so far, if you enjoy the content in general, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. We got a whole lot to discuss tonight. There's quite a few videos I've not shown. There's quite a few topics we need to go over. There's a whole lot that we're going to address live on the show. But first things first, y'all know how I do. Shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to PatriotPost.us, your best source of news and information anywhere on these internets. Their link will be in the description or just visit PatriotPost.us and tell them ABL sent you. Also, go to ablmerch.com. We got the hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more right there on the website ablmerch.com and tell a friend to tell a friend also go to my regular website anthonyblogan.com that is a-n-t-h-o-n-y the letter b l-o-g-a-n.com go to the front page of the website where i have articles for each video that i produce and once you read the articles you'll be able to find a little bit more about the subject maybe even in a summarized fashion so you can kind of understand what's happening with the video more there's also links left right center politically agnostic uh local national whatever you need to fact check me will be right there in the link section there's also videos when i can't play the entire thing on youtube because of censorship or copyright or whatever the case may be everything you need will be right there on the front page of the website anthonyblogan.com also, y'all, please visit the contact page, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact, where you can find my email address, my snail mail address, my social media accounts, my Facebook, Twitter. I'm not going to call it X, Instagram, 
All that good stuff is right there on the contact page, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. And sometimes there's some content on those particular channels that I may not be able to put on the YouTubes. So y'all check it out. Go to the contact page. Go to the regular website. Go to all my links in the description. And as I always say, y'all please don't get scammed in this year, 2023, or any other year. Okay, when I post a new video on my YouTube channel and you comment on the video, then someone replies to your comment and the person looks like me. They have a similar name and they're talking about how to get rich quick. I'm telling you right now, it's not me. Okay, it's not me. I will never, ever, 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 ever talk to anybody on my YouTube at all about a get rich quit scheme. I don't even believe in get rich quit schemes. Okay. So if you're ever wondering, Hey, was that ABL was talking to about how to invest 500 million Bitcoin to get one Bitcoin back? Was that him that I was talking to in the comment section? No, it wasn't. Please don't get scammed. Cause I still, although I always say that every single live show, every live show, I say that I still get emails from some of you guys. I still, so I got to say all the time, just to really drive the point home, do not reply to the scammers that are imitating me. I will never ask you for personal information. I will never talk to you about some get rich quit scheme. I'm never going to do it. And the, the final fail safe is just go to my contact page. And if the method of communication is not listed on my contact page that you are conversing with, it's not me. Okay. If the email says, hey, I'm a Nigerian scammer and you're about to get raw barefaced no gun at gmail.com, that's not me. All right. My email address is contact at anthonyblogan.com. My email is not, I weigh 5,000 pounds and I live in uh, Lithuania at outlook.com. That's not me. All right, so we got that out the way. Now, we're going to get into a lot. There is a lot I'm going to discuss tonight. There's a whole lot of videos. We have a brand new speaker at the house. I was I was so surprised. I'm going to jump straight into the speaker because there's much more than the speaker I want to get into. But first of all, um, <laughs> there, there were so many guys that could have been the speaker. I mean, I don't even really. Okay, who is this guy? Mike Johnson, Mike Jones. Um, Mike and Mike, Michael Jordan, who is this guy from Louisiana? Have you guys ever heard of this guy, Mike Johnson? And I'm not speaking about his constituents in Louisiana. You guys don't count. I'm talking about you guys that are not in Louisiana who are not his constituents. Have you ever heard of this person before today? Y'all let me know because... I have never, ever, ever heard of this man. Now, before we get into Mike Jones, Michael Jordan, um, Jeffrey Dahmer, whoever his name is, before we get into him, let's just back up. Now, this whole process has been a mess, a complete mess. Look, okay, the objective was to get Steve Scalise out. That was accomplished by a handful of guys, by Matt Gates and eight people. All right, that was the objective. So if that was their plan to get him out, 
I think there should have been another plan to replace him because obviously they just did this with no plan. It's like a joker. It's like, you think I have a plan? I just do things. That's what happened here. 100% because there should have been a guy that had unanimous support in the GOP who was already lined up. So when they got, uh, Kevin McCarthy out the way you put this guy up he gets voted in and then you keep on moving it shouldn't take three weeks to find some guy it shouldn't be this whole ring around the rosy all right you got this guy you, okay you got Steve Scalise he was a man then he drops out and he has cancer bad pick you got Jim Jordan who most of us in the chat most of us wanted Jim Jordan but he was not able to be Selected. He was way short. Three rounds of voting, and it got worse every single time. So he drops out. Then they're talking about Byron Donalds. Then they're talking about just random other. They, they were talking about my rep in Tennessee where, in, in Chattanooga, Chuck Fleischman. Now, I like Chuck Fleischman. He's a really, really good guy. I've met him on numerous occasions. I've been to several political events where Chuck Fleischman is there. He's really high energy. He's well-spoken. I like Chuck Fleischman a lot. I think if Bill Lee wasn't the governor of Tennessee, Chuck Fleischman could step in. Real talk. Although Bill Lee is a little bit more stately. Bill Lee, tall guy, handsome. Chuck Fleischman is kind of a shorter guy. I know that sounds very shallow, but people are like that when it comes to voting. This is why most presidents are going to be above six foot tall. The only president... In recent and modern history, who was not six foot tall was Jimmy Carter. And we know he was a fantastic president. But anyway, I digress. The whole point is that I like Chuck Fleischman, but come on. I mean, we're, we're really just reaching to find somebody. And now we have your man, Mike Jones. I mean, Michael Jordan. I mean, Mike Johnson from Louisiana. He is the new speaker and he has wide, widespread support. People in the house like him. Um, Hakeem Jeffries gave a speech. Well, not really a speech, kind of introduction to Mike Johnson. And he had unanimous applause, unanimous support. He got 220 votes. All right. Which is fantastic because there's only 221 Republicans in the house. So 220 votes. That's great. Fantastic. That's basically unanimous support. Everybody likes this guy in the GOP. So my question is, why wouldn't you just put him forward from the beginning? Why go with these big names to get a lot of media attention first who are not able to succeed rather than this guy? You see, where's your plan at? You just you just do things with no plan of how to go forward. You could have put Mike Johnson out there from the beginning and it would have been done and it wouldn't be all this rigmarole behind it. But I don't know, man. These guys just do stuff and it's kind of irritating. Now... I hope he'll be a good speaker. I hope that he will do a great job in this role, but check it out. And that's something else, Tony. Jim joins 5-7. Yeah. Um, somebody say height doesn't matter. Height shouldn't matter. I'm not that kind of person. I'm not, I'm not a shallow person. I say, hey, it doesn't matter what race. It doesn't matter what size. Well, if you weigh 1,000 pounds and, you, and you, you're like getting cherry-picked from one room to the other, I mean, come on. But I'm saying your height shouldn't matter. But people are like that when you're talking about um, a, a selecting the governor or a president. People are 
um, aware of how you look. It is what it is. And, and your celebrity status and things of that nature. But let's show you some information about Mr. Um, Johnson. Remember, this is Mike Johnson from Louisiana, House Rep. He has become the next Speaker of the House. All right, with 220 votes. Now, we got a couple of things here from Mr. Johnson. I'm going to play two videos from Mike Johnson. Then we're going to keep on rocking and rolling. All righty. Now, this video is a little bit older. And he's talking about George Floyd right here. All right. Now, you guys may have your own opinion about George Floyd, whatever. Um, now, listen to what he says here. And see if his opinion about George Floyd lines up with yours. Again, this is our brand new speaker of the house. Got elected 220 votes officially. It's not just an internal GOP vote where they say, okay, we're going to put this guy forward. He had the actual floor vote and he won. So he is the speaker of the house. All right. Let's check out this particular clip about George Floyd. What did you feel when you watched the video of George Floyd being killed? I was outraged. Uh, I don't think anyone can view the video and objectively come to any other conclusion but that it was an act of, of murder. And uh, I, I felt that initially, as everyone did. Uh, it's so disturbing. And, you know, the underlying issues uh, beneath that are something that the country is now uh, struggling with. And I, I think it's something we have to look at um, very soberly and with a lot of empathy. And, and I'm, I'm glad to see that's happening around the country. You know, what it's taught me is we now have four other children uh, of our own. And uh, my oldest son, Jack, ironically, this year is 14. And I've thought often through all these ordeals over the last couple of weeks about the difference in the experiences between my two 14-year-old sons, Michael being a black American and Jack being white, Caucasian. They have different uh, challenges. Uh, my son, Jack, has an easier path. He just does. They're, the interesting thing about both of these kids, Michael and Jack, is they're both handsome, articulate, really talented kids, gifted by God to do lots of things. But the reality is, and no one can tell me otherwise, my son Michael had a harder time than my son Jack is going to have simply because of the color of his skin. And that's a reality. It's an uncomfortable, painful one to acknowledge. But people have to recognize that's a fact. What should we do about that? I think that we need, uh, we really do need systematic change. I think we need transformative solutions. So that, that's, that's your speaker at the house. That's your, that's your GOP, your rock solid conservative. That's him talking about um, racism. And you know, my, my black son has all these problems. What son, what, what problems does your, does your son have? Cause I know, you know, I'm, I'm black. Last I checked, you know, I, I looked in the mirror. I could see myself right now on the camera or OBS. I could see, I got, I, I'm black, right? And I'm from the so-called hood. I lived in 100% black areas until I got to be in high school. And it was still a majority black area. I did not live in an area that was not majority black until I got to be in my 30s. I am from the community. All right. So I know, I know what it's like to be black. And when I was 14, I lived in an area that still majority black. But you have some white guys out there as well. And I had some white friends who were my same age. Now, there was no difference in how we were living every day. We're living in the same neighborhood. There's no difference. Okay, we're, we're like the same. It's, you know, we're going to the same school. We have the same opportunities. There, there's no difference. So I want to ask him, 
what challenges does your black son face that your white son doesn't? I'm trying to understand what we're really talking about. And again, me being from the hood, right, in Virginia, going to an area where there was black and white mix, I'm right next door to my white friends who are my same age. We have the same opportunities. We, we have the same things that we can do. We have the same pitfalls. We have, everything's the same because we're in the same area. So, again, I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. Hey, that's your new speaker at the house. Now, let's let's check it. Let's check it out here. Um, now, this is another video of Mike Johnson. I've not seen this one. We're going to watch it together live on the show. Um, let's let's check it out. Somebody says his white daddy is a millionaire kind of problems. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, what are we talking about here, sir? My, my thing is, when people say that, they are always very vague. They never really get down to the core of what they're speaking about. I want you to be specific and say exactly what these issues that your black son faces are compared to your white son. But let's watch this video right here. Extraordinary crisis right now. And the world needs us to be strong. They need us to remember our creed and our admonition. Turmoil and violence have rocked the Middle East and Eastern Europe. We all know it. And tensions continue to build in the Indo-Pacific. The country demands strong leadership of this body. And we must not waver. Uh, our, our nation's greatest ally in the Middle East is under attack. The first bill that I'm going to bring to this floor in just a little while will be in support of our dear friend Israel. And we're overdue in getting that done. We're going to show not only Israel, but the entire world that the barbarism of Hamas that we have all seen play out on our television screens is wretched and wrong. And we are going to stand for the good in that conflict. Okay. I mean, I don't understand what more can be done with that, but Hey, you know, you, you do things like this. See this, this is why I say now I'm not saying what he said there was necessarily wrong, but it's not going to be any different than what Kevin McCarthy was going to do because look, People say they don't like Kevin McCarthy. He's breaking promises. Well, you have to understand, you got to be able to get people on your side of the aisle in the house on the same page. And you got to get the other side of the aisle on the same page. And you got to be able to do things that will survive, that'll go to the Democrat-controlled Senate, that'll go to the Democrat-controlled White House and become law. You can't legislate without any kind of um, deal making and y y you can't just do whatever you want to do. He's not going to be different than Kevin McCarthy. He's going to be the exact same. And I, I, I'm a die on that hill. I'm going to die on that hill. Yes, he is a Republican speaker of the house from Louisiana, Mike Johnson. Yes, a Republican. Absolutely. He got voted in today. He is your new speaker of the house with 220 votes. Yes, absolutely. Again, you might as well cut Kevin McCarthy because you're not going to really have anything get done any differently under Mr. Johnson. And if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll be wrong. But my opinion is that I'm correct. All right. But we're going to keep on rocking and rolling. That is Mike Johnson, your new speaker of the house. Um, we'll see how he does. I, I wish him well. I don't wish Mr. Johnson 
have a bad time. I wish him well. I hope that he does good in his role. I hope that he's not obstructed by these morons in the Republican Party that have their own interests at heart. And I'm not saying it's all people. I'm saying there are some that have their own interests at heart and they don't really care too much about anything else. So hopefully we don't have that type of thing going on. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like, the, somebody says, where is you crying for? Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That will help me out tremendously. Okay, we got quite a few videos to get through, quite a few topics. Um, Now, there is, uh, <laughs> there's so much. Barack Obama, remember the young man that died at Martha's Vineyard? Um, This whole story is weird. So remember, the Obamas had a sous chef in the White House when they were there, when he was the president. And they took the sous chef from the White House home, literally. So he became their at-home chef. And he wound up... What was he, paddleboarding or something? You guys know exactly what he was doing out there on the, on the Obama's property, Martha's Vineyard. But then he winds up drowning. Now, there's all kind of uh, allegations and questions talking about where was Barack Obama? Was he there? Was he not there? What's going on? All this, that, and the third. Um, there, there's a whole lot behind it. But um, now, there was a call that got released about the whole situation. I'm going to play some of this. Um, I'm reading the caption right here. It says, just then the 911 call made by Secret Service after Barack Obama's chef, Tafari Campbell, died after falling off a paddleboard has been released. We have a male drowning in the back of the property right now. We have our rescue swimmers. They're attempting to go out there right now. Someone came running to our back post saying that a gentleman just a guest of the house is out there drowning. Now, I also read somewhere that um, he was not in the pool from what I was able to read. He was paddleboarding. Thank you, um, NERN. He was not in the pool from what I read. He was in like a lake area. That's what I read. That could be wrong. Um, but I also read that Obama was nearby. I'm not quite sure if that had been revealed before. Now, let me see. Um, yeah, they don't have it here, but I did read that he was nearby. Um, you know, the whole thing seems fishy to me. It's, it seems very, pardon me. It seems very fishy. Um, it kind of, it's kind of giving me Dwight Howard vibes. We'll we get to Dwight Howard in a minute because that's, that was a crazy case. I won't play, I, I won't reveal too much of that, but I'm going to play some of it. 911, the sign's recorded. Where is your emergency? We have a male drowning in the, um, back of the property right now. We have our rescue swimmers. Now I got to pause for a minute. I have to bring this up and I don't want anybody to accuse me of being homophobic or anti-LGBT or anything like that. But we heard the um, Tucker Carlson interview with Larry Sinclair. And by the way, I thought Larry Sinclair had been deleted a long time ago. I thought he had been uh, passed away, got six feet deep. I thought, he, I thought he was being gone, but no, he's still around. The Larry Sinclair interview 
the the man said that him and Barack Obama hooked up in 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 a, in a, in a adult fashion to be PG thirteen right here, and there was no uh, rebuttal from the Obama camp. There was no suing. You know, look, if I am Barack Obama, and there's been some man going around for the past fifteen years talking about he and I had fornicated. Oh man, look. You're going to see every lawyer in the whole world. The lawyers are going to be on your front door with all types of cease and desist and defamation and slander. Oh, yeah. You're going to get the whole enchilada when you're talking about legal action. But there was nothing. This guy never been sued, never been. He just kind of allowed to say whatever he wants to say. So maybe there was something to the LGBT allegations against Barack Obama. Now, how does that link to this story, ABL? Great question. Glad you asked. When you have a handsome black male in shape, he's a sous chef in the White House, and then you say, you know what? You're, you're, you're a great sous chef. Let's bring you home. Let's take you to our house. And then he's like living there, hanging out with the Obamas. And then remember, he had the, the body man, that I forget the guy's name, Reggie Love, the body man, just being right next to Obama all the time, just like a personal assistant, but a little bit more than that. We could put two and two together to get four. So maybe something went bad. Maybe he was going to start bucking. And then maybe one thing leads to another. And now he's in the lake drowning. I'm just putting that out there because I know that it's a thought process that many of us had. But let's continue. They're attempting to go out there um, right now. Uh, what's your phone number that you called in on? What's the best access? Swimmer and an agent driving down there right now to get on the boat. Uh, someone came running up to our uh, back post saying that a gentleman, uh, it's just a guest of the house, um, is out there drowning. So right now, a rescue swimmer is going out there. RP headphone users. I know. I know the the tone is really loud because it's loud with me too. So RP headphone users. Because you guys have boat access, so what do you guys need? Do you need an ambulance, or do you need water rescue as well? Um, they didn't advise right now. Um, I would say at least an ambulance, and I don't know if they're what they're doing in the back of the property right now. I know they're getting. We have our rescue swimmer who's getting the boat right now. Um, so. Now, I'm going to kind of fast forward a little bit to see if there's anything that is pertinent to what's going on. The paddleboard either. One second. To find a paddleboard? That's interesting. You located the paddleboard? Okay, no paddleboard. What's going on with that? That's interesting. All right, so they have. Uh, oh, so they got they got the paddleboard and his hat. Uh, they have the paddleboard and his hat. Okay, but not him. And do we do we know if he was wearing a life vest? Uh, sorry, Dad. Hey, ma'am. So, can you advise if he was wearing a life vest? 
So I'm not I'm not gonna play the entire thing. It's like a five to six minute audio recording, but that's just the um the call to the police when uh Mr. Campbell had drowned. Now I think he was right off you see this picture here on the screen of the edge of the property. He was somewhere off the edge. Now I don't know what happened with the if it was like a, a rip current or what happened. I don't know how he drowned, but he did. I don't know if he couldn't swim. Not matter of fact, he could swim. Remember that? Because I remember showing him swimming. He was actually a pretty good swimmer. He was good enough of a swimmer to record himself doing different moves in the water. He put it on his Instagram. He was in shape, physically fit, could swim, and was out there paddleboarding. So my question is, how do you drown? How does that really happen? How does one... Um, just drown doing a simple thing like that very close to the shore. I don't understand, but that's what's happening. Um, that's going to be an ongoing story. I'm reading different things about Barack Obama being on the premises and all kind of stuff. If it comes out that Mr. Obama and this guy had some kind of inappropriate relationship, I would not be surprised at all. Not one bit. And, you know, they might try to spin the story talking about, well, he did something to himself because he was distraught, all this, that, and the third. That could come out. Now, am I saying that is what's going on? Am I saying I have that information? No, I'm not. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to make sense of it all. And that's just what we have right now. So, yeah, RIP to him, Tafari Campbell. Campbell. Um, they released the 911 call of him um, drowning on a paddleboard, which it's still, it's a, it's a very, very, um, it's a very, very strange story. They're talking about Obama wasn't there. Then Obama was there and just really weird. Now, have you guys seen the whole thing going on with, uh, Dwight Howard? I'm not going to get too deep into that story, but Dwight Howard, NBA basketball player. Now, <laughs> this is a crazy story. And matter of fact, I have a, a video of someone reacting to it and I'm going to react to them because I didn't really like the way they were trying to frame it. So now long story short, Dwight Howard played NBA basketball for many years. He was a pretty good player. He was on the Orlando magic for a long time. Then he's gone to other teams. I think he was on the Rockets. I think he was most recently on the Los Angeles Lakers. He played for quite a few teams, but, um, there was an allegation that he met a man and he was not known to be gay before this, that he met a man on Instagram and they agreed to go to his house to, you know, have relations. When the guy gets there, and again, this is some allegation and some things that Dwight Howard confirmed. Dwight Howard says that he did have the guy over and whatever they did was consensual, all right? So he is admitting to that part, but not the sexual assault part. So the guy comes over, and when the guy comes over, here comes this big drag queen or transgender named Kitty. I'm not making this up. I, on, on, on everything, I'm not making this up. Here comes this big drag queen named Kitty. Now, remember, this is an NBA basketball player, Dwight Howard. He's like seven foot tall. Really big, really strong. If you were to see this guy like in the back alley, it's going to be a problem. You're going to have to shoot him dead to fight him off. Big, tall, strong athlete. 
anyway, um, here comes a drag queen or transgender popping out from the from the, from the closet or whatever. So he's like, okay, let's let's have, let's have a threesome. And then the guy who came over is like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I, I thought it was just me and you. And then that's when Dwight Howard's like, well, we're gonna do what I say. This this is the allegation. So then Dwight Howard proceeds to assault him sexually, and the other guy is in there with him. All right, that is the allegation. Now, from my point of view, I don't really care about the guy being gay. These athletes all the time come out being gay. It's no real surprise when they do. This is like not even really that. It's not. It's not. It's not even that deep. It's, it's 2023. If somebody's gay and they come out, okay, whatever. Just like Barack Obama, if he's gay, okay, whatever. But it's the lying. It's the 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 shady things you do behind the closed doors that could be criminal, could be illegal. Is the problem. Same thing with this guy. All right. So let's um, listen to her talk about how she's upset that people are more focusing on the LGBTQ element, the P part of the allegations versus the sexual assault part. All right. Let's check it out. So today I saw the news that Dwight Howard was accused of SA and that the victim just so happened to be a male. And Dwight Howard's camp responded to the allegations by saying he did have consensual relations with this person, but it wasn't SA. I'm not liking the discourse I'm seeing surrounding Dwight Howard right now at all. First thing that bothers me is that a lot of people seem to be bothered by the idea of Dwight Howard being with a man than they are by the idea of him essaying somebody. It's not even about that. It's about, hey, you know what? <laughs> I mean, look, you allegedly assaulted a man and then brought another man into it. Like, you got a whole big thing going on. And there's other videos of him doing things he shouldn't be doing on the basketball court, on the bench. Like, this guy is like the, the booty warrior, Fleece Johnson. That's pretty much what he is in real life. That's the problem. This guy is just all bad. All bad. If he forced himself on another human being... Who cares what gender they are? This is an essay issue, not the opportunity for y'all to get off your home. Yes, essay uh, sexual assault because, you know, she's on TikTok. She can't say too much. Homophobic jokes. I know y'all think I sound like a buzzkill and I don't care because I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. Who cares if he's gay or not gay? He's being accused of assault. Are y'all noticing that unsolicited violence is becoming a regular conversation around sports and that is not okay? And what I read in the reports about Dwight Howard seemed like a whole boat of internalized homophobia to me, not to excuse it at all, but that's just what it looked like to me. And the fact that sports is such a safe place for misogyny, homophobia, abuse. See, all this stuff right here is like you taking this opportunity to talk about some some random woke college stuff that this does not really matter in the greater scheme of things misogyny like these words at this point these words have no more meaning these words have no meaning the the big thing here is that dwight howard allegedly lured somebody to his house and then assaulted him with another man being there and it was not a thing that he consented to that's the problem you wouldn't have put all these other words into it it kind of cheapens and lessens that whole situation and essay is it makes me sick to my stomach. All right. So that's that's a TikTok person right there. Shout out. Shout out to TikTok. <laughs> I mean, the, 
Hey, if you want to get more hot takes just like that one, subscribe to your local TikTok page. They got them in droves. All right. They have them in droves. So, yeah, Dwight Howard, I mean, hey, I don't know if he did it. If he didn't do it, I say in a sense of proving guilty, but it doesn't look too good for him. He already admitted to half of it. He admitted to having the guy over there. Why, why, would a, why would a man, why would a man, whether he's gay or straight, lie about something like that? It's a little bit too specific to lie, talking about, yeah, he, he held me down and performed something on me, and then he had the guy come out the closet, some big six-foot-five drag queen transgender named Kitty coming out the cut. Just random ridiculous stuff. Why would you lie about that as a man especially, regardless whether you're gay or straight? But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. I'm going to move right along from that one. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about some, uh, I guess you would say, lighter, lighter issues. I got a few videos that I want to throw up on the screen for you guys to 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 check out. Um, we got to talk about DJ Envy. That's a big one as far as a scammer. But we're going to talk about um, some economic stuff here as well. Um, people just realizing how, how hard life is. And I think I might have one of these men on the street interviews as well. Yeah, I believe I have a men on the street interview. I definitely want to show, show that one. Oh, I got a, I got a good one as well. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a really good video for you guys. Um, and this is like the whole entitlement issue. The issue of entitlement is really big in our society. All right. Now, let's check this out. Now, this young lady right here. Um, if you she's a, a, a nice size young lady. All right. I'm not quite sure what size that is, but a nice size young lady. And um, now she is saying that there should be more access to people of her size in the restaurant you know hey if she wants to go to a restaurant she wants to go to olive garden cheesecake factory some of these spots that some say they don't want to go on a first date but that's a different story if she wants to go there then there should be more accessible she should be able to fit into a booth at a restaurant and if she can't that means this is fat phobia all right so let's hear from the young lady right now. Let's check it out. If you've ever been uncomfortable in a restaurant because of your size, I know the struggle. And that's why I'm making today's video. Today's video is all about how restaurants can be more size inclusive and accessible for people of all sizes and abilities. With this video, I hope to educate some restaurant owners so that they can make their restaurants more size inclusive and accessible. Now, I don't like her trying to lump in being very big like this with being disabled because I have a disabled homie. He got shot like years ago and he became wheelchair bound. He's able to get around just fine. He can drive. He uses a cane to push the, the pedals, to push the gas and the brake. Like, like he's so good at being able to get it right. He came, this is years ago. I had no car. He came and picked me up. We went to a Panera Bread to have a meeting because he, he couldn't come into my house because it's not wheelchair accessible. So he picked me up. We went to the Panera Bread. He parked his car in the, in the handicap spot. And ever since then, I've been very cognizant of not parking anywhere near the handicap spot. I never parked in the handicap spot, but I'm saying I got to give people room. Now I understand what it's for. 
He was able to park the car, get his wheelchair out by himself, didn't need my help, got in a chair, closed everything up, opened the door, and he was totally 100% mobile, 100%, no problem, with just, you know, no leg function at all, just his arms and his back and everything else. So I don't like when people that are just really big like this try to lump themselves in with being disabled. If you got a wheelchair ramp, if you have a door that'll open enough for a wheelchair to go through, that's all that matters. If you, ma'am, can't sit in the booth, that's the same thing as somebody that has a wheelchair. All right, let's keep on going though. Here are my 10 solutions for how restaurants can create a more inclusive environment. Solution number one, comfortable seating. Restaurants should provide spacious and sturdy chairs without armrests so that people of all sizes can dine comfortably. So what does sturdy mean if you're this big? Does this mean like steel reinforced? I mean, we got to have concrete and rebar in the chair, in the booth, in the Olive Garden. Is that what we got to have? Okay. I mean, what are we talking about? Solution number two, flexible table arrangements. Offer adjustable table configurations with ample space in between so people in larger bodies can navigate everything comfortably. Solution number three, accessible restrooms. Ensure restrooms are spacious and can comfortably accommodate plus size individuals and those with disabilities. Solution number four, reservation flexibility. Allow guests to request seating preferences during the reservation process. This will allow people to choose seating that suits their needs. Solution number five, provide key information on your website. Provide key information like table configurations, seat dimensions, chair weight capacities, and more. And no, we ain't, all right, come on, we ain't doing all that, man. Like, really, at the end of the day, look, if you cannot even fit into the camera frame of your phone properly, how are you going to fit into a restaurant? How are you going to ask them to provide space for you? You can't even fit into the frame of your own camera phone. So what are we talking about exactly here, ma'am? Look. Just stop eating. I said, I said this on Twitter. I was like, look, if you're fat, just stop eating. Stop eating. I promise you're not going to die if you stop eating. Just stop. Don't eat for a week and you're not going to die. You'll be just fine. You got plenty of body weight for your body to live on. It's like a squirrel storing nuts for the winter. You got, you, you got all the nuts already stored for the winter. You good money. You don't need to go out there and get any more. Okay. Now, take it from a guy like me. At one point, you guys may know my story. Right now, I'm about 215 pounds. I'm six foot three. At one point, I was 280 pounds. I'm, I'm big fat at this point. I, I'm not fat, but I'm too big. You understand what I'm saying? I don't, I don't look like the young lady right here. I don't have my neck missing. But at the same time, I'm out of breath walking upstairs a little bit, a little teeny bit. You understand? I'm right at the edge of being way too big. I'm right at the edge of... Okay, being a 25-year-long trucker, on the road trucker with this big beard belly. I'm on the edge of that, but I'm not quite there. I'm like a retired football player that pretty much let it go at this point. So you know what I said? I said, you know what? This is getting to be too much. I'm getting to be too fat. I'm going to stop eating. And what I did was reduce my calories down to a weight, to, to a level that was able to drop weight. I went from 280 to 180. That was a little bit too low. So I said, okay, let's go to 210, 215, and I feel great for my height at six foot three. All right. So if I can do it, if I can go down 100 pounds, she can lose a couple hundred. If I did it, then so can she. I'm not anybody special, neither is she. We're the same. So let's make it happen. Let's not try to make the, uh, the restaurant comply. That's not how that works.
on your website where it's easily accessible. Solution number six, ensure that your tables are not secured to the ground. Make sure they can be moved to make room for individuals who might need more space. Solution number seven, offer more room in booth seating. Make sure that there's plenty of space to move around between the table and booth seat. This will ensure that people of various body sizes can sit there and be comfortable. Solution number eight, staff training. Train staff on what type of accommodations can help plus size individuals have a better experience. Solution number nine, outdoor dining. If you've got an outdoor dining area, make sure you have some chairs without armrests and opt for chairs that do not have metal grating. This is a small change that can create a more open and inclusive atmosphere. And last but not least, solution 10, showcase photos. Consider showcasing photos of your typical seating and table setups on your website. It helps people plan ahead and sets the stage for a comfortable and welcoming dining experience. And these are just some of the ways that restaurants can become more size friendly and inclusive. All right, so there you have it. So do you think these are good ideas for restaurants to um, implement to be more size and uh, ability friendly? I, I'm not really sure. I, I think that that shouldn't be what's going on. It's like the same thing with airplanes. Remember that video of the young lady trying to like scooch through the cabin of an airplane? Like, literally, that's probably the best word. She was trying to scooch through the cabin of an airplane. Matter of fact, I got I to gotta find that video. Y'all give me a second. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Honestly, it's discrimination. Now, I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that this woman has an OnlyFans page because of the way that she was doing it. I was like, okay, I, I see what's going on here. I'm not going to play the sound. Let me see if I could just play the video right quick. All right. Um, talking about wider owls. See, look. All right. I, I knew it. You know, this little model, model type picture. So some of y'all nasty boys are out here looking at this lady uh, traipsing through the, the, the cabin like it's something good. But, yeah, I mean, look, if that's you, then you got to just tighten up. All right, just just tighten up because you're not going to be you're not going to make it to be elderly person with that much weight. And again, this is not from a place of um, outside looking in or from a place of hatred. This is a place it's coming from a place of personal experience. You don't want to be that big. Uh, it's just not good for you. You want to go ahead and just drop a few uh, a thousand pounds. All righty. That's just what that is now. I got a funny video for you, and then I got another one about the economy and things that are going on with the um, with the, the the youngsters. Shout out to all the youngsters out there. Shout out to all the Gen Zs and everybody watching. I appreciate y'all. But check it out. We know there's an issue with uh, shoplifting all over the country. People are just taking whatever they want, doing whatever they want. And we have an interview with a shoplifter, a quick little eight-second interview with a shoplifter. Um and he has to set the woman straight who accused him of stealing. He's got to set her straight. It's like, wait a minute. I'm not really stealing. I'm doing this. Let's let's check it out. All right, let's get some let's get some sound right here. Now, this is a man. I'm not sure what's going on with this uh crazy party city chia pet bowl cut bob looking wig, but that's a man. Let's let's watch it. First of all, okay, I'm gonna tell the truth. But I thought you just trying to accuse me of stealing. No, broke people steal. I'm shoplifting. And let me tell you why. First of all, okay, I'm just telling the truth. But I thought you just trying to accuse me of stealing. No, broke people steal. I'm shoplifting. And let me tell
broke people still. I'm shoplifting. That's now I'm you got to use the fancy words when it comes to me. Not stealing. I'm shoplifting. That's your man right there. First of all, okay, I'm gonna tell the truth, but I feel like you're just trying to accuse me of stealing. No, broke people still. I'm shoplifting. So there, there we have it. You know, you got to be bougie. You got to be fancy. I am shoplifting. I'm not stealing. All right, let's check out the next clip here. Um, now this person is talking about the the stress of ninety five. You know, you got a lot of people that are graduating college for the very first time and they don't understand what it's like out here in the real world. They, they think things are one way, but it's another way. So let's uh, check it out. That is a man. Absolutely. You, you see the, 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 uh, the, the beer action going on. Okay. You got the, um, the, 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 the Ford technician beer happening with the ridiculous party city Halloween era Amazon style wig, nylon brush wig, right? Let's, let's keep on going here. Here's another video of a young lady talking about nine to five working and how it's just kind of crazy. Let's watch it. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I yes, red yes, red eight six seven. We're gonna watch it. Oh yeah. I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me fucking forever to get there. There's no. Sorry for the cursing. No way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like, fucking duh. If I was able to walk to work, and it, it'd be fine. But I'm not. So it literally takes me, like, I leave here. Like, I get on the train at 7.30, and I don't get home till like, 6.15 earliest. And then, like, I don't have time to do anything. I don't. I want to shower, eat my dinner, and go to sleep. I don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either. Like, I don't have energy to work out. Like, that's out the window. Like... I'm so upset. Oh, my God. Nothing to do with my job at all, but just, like, the 9 to 5 schedule in general is crazy. Being in the office 9 to 5, like, if it was remote, you get off at 5, and you're home, and everything's fine. But, like, I'm not home. It takes me long to get home, and, like, like people that drive to the office, like, it doesn't, you don't get off at 5. And I know it could be worse. I know I could be working longer, but, like, I literally get off. It's pitch black. Like, I don't have energy. How do you have friends? Like, how do you have time to, like, meet, like, a guy? I don't know. Like, how do you have time for, like, dating? Like, I don't have time for anything. And I'm, like, so stressed out. And I'm also getting my period. So that's why I'm all emotional. But, like, am I? Oh, that, 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 that'll do it right there. Okay. That's a that's that's a, a good detail to put in right there. Okay. That makes sense. So dramatic. It's fine. All right. So, yeah, that's that's what's happening. That is what's happening with um the, the 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 youngsters i mean that's just life you know that that's life um some of these commutes are crazy um people commute a far away i've heard people commuting from here people commute listen people commute from here in chattanooga tennessee where i live to atlanta for work every day that's at, at minimum at minimum 90 minutes and if you got traffic in the morning forget about it you're going to be on that road for a while. You're going to be going down 75. Once you get to Marietta area, you're going to be at the parking lot. <laughs> you better you better work somewhere up, uh, you know, above there. You better work in, like, Kennesaw. You better, you better, if you work in, like, downtown, forget about it. You're going to be up there for a while. People, make, people commute that far every day. Oh, yeah. Every single day. It's crazy. You know, the, the real world that we live in, People that go to, they get, people got to go to work. They got to commute, 
and, and don't have kids and you got to go to school and pick them up and you got to do with that traffic too. It's a mess. Major city traffic is crazy. It is totally crazy. But people have, that's why remote work is so attractive to people because there's no traffic to do with. You could, you're at home. You could just work from there. And if you need to go anywhere, you could just go nearby. So let's say you lived in, let, let's, let's say you worked remote for a company in Atlanta. Hold on. Wait a minute. Before I continue, Sapphire P says, I commute from North Carolina to New York for work. No way. No way. First of all, Sapphire, if you can hear me. Okay, you know I'm from Virginia. You know I know how far that is. <laughs> I mean, do you live like East Carolina, like Corolla Outer Banks, that Elizabeth City, Raleigh? Like, where do you live? Do you live like Outer Banks? Even if you live Outer Banks, you got to go up through Virginia and then probably hop on the, um, the, the Bay Bridge and go through Eastern Shore <laughs> of Virginia and Maryland and go through what? Probably New Jersey and then go to New York. That's about seven hours, ain't it? Or you're going to you're gonna have to fly. There's no way you can drive that far every day. Amtrak, okay, Amtrak. But still, how far how far of a, a, a ride is that? I mean, what in the world? That's totally crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I've heard some people that commute that far. Definitely, I've, I've heard about that. All right. Um, the main mass shooting, I don't know um, about that. I'm going to look into it just briefly. Then we're going to keep on rocking. Um... Let me see. It says multiple injuries reported. Suspect at large after shootings in Lewiston, Maine. Let me throw it on the screen right quick, and then we're going to get back to the show. All right. Um, let's see. And these are pictures of the person responsible. I think that's one guy. I don't think it's two guys wearing the same thing. It's just two pictures of the same person. Um, two active shooter events under investigation. Suspects at large. Um Police shelter in place. I don't see any other details about how many have been injured, how many are deceased. That's what's happening right now. This is Androskin, Androscoggin County, Maine. And if you're in the area, they say lockdown and businesses are advised lockdown or closed. So that's what's going on. All right. Let me see. But that's what's going on. I don't have any other, um, information about that that's all i have right now let me see if i can find some more here um it said it said it's one shooter from what i know multiple injuries i don't hear about anybody that has been um that that has been killed so i guess we're going to figure out more about that as time progresses all right but if you like what you're hearing so far please give the video a thumbs up like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll that help me out tremendously. All right. Let me keep on going here. Um, so the, the commute is 10 hours on a, on a train. So you can't do that every day. That has to be like once a week, something like that. That's wild. From North Carolina to New York, 10 hours on the Amtrak. That's wild. Shout out to you, Lou Valentino. You heard it was two shooters. 
Um, all I see is one. Uh, there could be two, but I don't see anything about that. All I see is one. It says active shooter reported in Lewiston. One active shooter. Um, yeah, that's all I see. But it's still pretty early in the situation. I don't see anything else. We're going to keep on moving here. If I find anything else out about that, I'll let you guys know as I get it. But I don't have anything else about it. Now, we're going to get into the doom loop. Um, you guys may or may not know what this is. America's. But the doom loop is a thing that is impacting a lot of major cities. And it's going to hit your city as well. Um, if you have some of these factors. Now, before we get to the doom loop specifically. I'm going to tell you what San Fran is doing because of the doom loop and their own failed policies and their own um, anti-law enforcement narrative. So check it out. This is what San Fran is going to do to cut $206 million from the budget. So the mayor, London Breed, she sent a letter to all these agencies and she's saying, hey, you guys got to make cuts because we are having the budget shortfall. She signed a $14.6 billion, with a B, $14.6 billion budget just three months ago. But now she's got to tear it up because they're about $500 million short. From what I'm able to see, they, they have a deficit. They're going to be, they, they need to generate more revenue and or cut services. So look, check it out. They want the sheriff and district attorney to cut about 9.1 million, 10.5 million from the fire department from homelessness, whatever that really entails. They're going to cut 9 million. And I'm going to say something about homelessness. As I say in the other video, um, just throwing money at homelessness is not making it any better. Throwing money at homelessness, just um, encourage people to go out there and be homeless because they're able to get services. They're able to get cared for when they are not able to be cared for wherever they came from. If you're coming from Podunkville, USA, and you're traveling to San Fran, you want to be homeless there because you get better services. It's simple. But anyway, they want to cut $18.5 million from the police department, which has already been defunded. They want to cut how much from public health? They want to cut $26 million public health, and they want to cut $15.4 million from public transport. So they want to cut... A lot of services. The same thing happened in New York City. They want to cut, what I said, uh, like 5 to 10% from every department, due in part because of the doom loop and the migrant crisis. 110,000 and counting migrants that have arrived in New York City over the, past, over the course of one year. It's a mess. There's a whole lot going on. Now, let's check it out. This is about the doom loop specifically. I touched on it in the other video, but I didn't really show you guys a full video of how the whole thing goes on. So let's check this out right quick. We're going to just uh, watch along here. This is on CNBC. This is a very important video because you may face this same challenge wherever you are. And this kind of goes back to what the young lady was talking about as far as working remote. Working remotely leads to stuff like this because cities like this, the skyscrapers and all the, the, the office space and the restaurants, they're built on a certain kind of model of lifestyle. It's built on you going to work. It's built on you shopping there. It's built on you eating there. It's built on foot traffic. 
that is generated a lot of times from work. And if the foot traffic is gone, then the whole house of cards comes uh, tumbling down. Let's check it out. Big cities are facing major problems. From sky-high interest rates to the reluctance of employees to return to their office. The impact of higher rates and the banking stress is hurting smaller businesses across the country. Many of which can be summed up by a controversial new phrase, the urban doom loop. The environment is certainly shifting on Main Street and it's weighing on optimism. Losses at the bank level, right? There's going to be losses at the investors level. And I think for the cities, right, they're going to have this potential, this urban doom loop. Think about it. If you have a skyscraper that has a bunch of offices, like when you, when you just go to a city and you see these skyscrapers, you got to ask yourself, what's in these skyscrapers? Who's there? Who's paying the the mortgage, the rent? Um, and how much of that revenue that they pay for this space, how much of that goes right back to the city? It's a lot. Carolyn Jones says this doom loop caused by years of incompetence being rewarded for decades Return to a meritocracy. Columbia Business School professor Stan Van Neuerberg coined the term. Here's how it all works. Early in the pandemic, a lot of office sector workers started working from home. And here we are three years later, many of them are still working from home at least some of the time. All of that has led to a large reduction in the demand for office. We see a lot of companies downsizing. We see a lot of companies not renewing their leases at all and consolidating. And with this demand decline for office comes declines in the revenues for the owners of those offices and value declines in these offices. Declines in property values reduce property tax revenues for the city. The cities have to balance their budget. They now need to cut spending. That means less money for public safety, for sanitation, for transportation, for education. Makes the city a less attractive place to live. People migrate out, property values fall more, less money, more people moving out, and the city gets into an urban doom looper. That is exactly what we just saw, ain't it? We just saw that. Okay, you're talking about public safety, you're talking about sanitation, you're talking about transportation, education. They're doing that exact thing out there in San Fran. They're also doing something like that in Oregon. I'll, I'll talk about that at a separate time, where they're trying to say that there's no real... Um, there, there's no requirement to know how to read, write, do math or anything like that once you graduate. Urban doom loop or its fiscal health spirals down. At the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, remote work policies prompted many employees to leave their city and move to new states. These population outflows have long-term implications for... Look at this headline. New York and California lost over $90 billion in income to low-tax states during C-19. Well, whose fault is that? I mean, you got to compete if you got these really high taxes. See, this is why I don't understand when it, these people talk about we got to increase taxes, we got to tax the rich. It, all they're going to do is just not pay. They're going to figure out a way to not pay. Look, they're going to do one of usually two things. The first thing is if they have a business, like let's say Jeff Bezos, Amazon, and you're raising taxes that he has to pay related to Amazon.com. Um, his personal income is not really a thing that even matters. The bigger tax revenue would come from his businesses. But let's say you're going to raise taxes on what he would end up paying from the business. All that's going to happen is it's going to raise the price of, let's say, um, Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's simple. Raise shipping price. He's going to just raise prices, which has already happened. 
this is this is part of what causes inflation. Or if you are not uh, Jeff Bezos or somebody with a lot of businesses, you just happen to be rich and they're raising money on your capital gains, they're raising money on your personal income, you just leave wherever you are where the high taxes exist. Uh, a guy like me is a good example. I'm not this super rich guy, but I'm self-employed, so I have to pay all my taxes like straight from the money I make. It's not taken out. So where I live right now in Tennessee, there's no state income tax. So part of me is like, okay, I want to go to Georgia, but if I go to Georgia, now I got to pay state income tax. So I got to ask myself, is it worth paying tax just to live in Georgia? Right across the line, I live right on the line. Do I want to pay the extra money? You see what I'm saying? So that comes into it. For cities, which rely on tax revenues for funding. Property tax revenue in New York City is about half of all tax revenue. Commercial property tax revenue is about 10% of all tax revenue. So if the value of that falls by 40%, we're talking about a 4% hole in the budget. So if New York City's budget is $100 billion per year, that's a $4 billion shortfall that has to be made up somewhere else. Rich people pay a disproportionate share of income taxes. You know, in New York, for example, a few thousand taxpayers are paying half of all taxes. Look at this. Do you see this? The top 1% of taxpayers pay nearly 40% of all taxes in New York City. The top 1% pay 40% of all taxes. So then when they say, oh, they got to pay their fair share, well, what are we talking about exactly? The fair share? If you are the top 1% of all people and you pay almost 40% of taxes, that's not, that ain't your fair share? Meanwhile, the bottom 50% pay less than 10% of all taxes. The bottom 50 pay less than 10% of all taxes, but the top one pay almost 40%. I mean, what are we talking about? Migration has become easier because you can leave the city without leaving your job. So if a few rich uh, people or families leave, that could leave a large hole in the budget. The technology sector has been more permissive to remote work, and so those cities tend to be affected the most. So look, migration outflow since C19, top cities, Manhattan, um, like that's probably about what two hundred thousand. Yeah, about two hundred thousand people left. Left, maybe about one hundred eighty, one hundred ninety thousand. Brooklyn as a separate city, you might as well just put all that as one city. Cause look, they got these as separate cities. That's funny. If you were just to put New York City on there, it'd be very high. They got Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Bronx as separate cities, but they got San Fran and L.A. as as it's weird. D.C., Seattle. Houston, that's interesting. Boston, all all left. If you add Brooklyn, Manhattan, Bronx, you're talking about probably well into the 300,000s that have left, which is much more than all the other cities combined probably. You know, think of places like San Francisco, Seattle, the West Coast cities sort of more generally. Hey, check it out. Somebody says that the, the sales tax in Tennessee is outrageous. The sales tax is high, but it ain't that high. Not really. The sales tax in Tennessee is like, what, 9.25, 9.5%? In Georgia, it's like 7%. But watch this, though. Um, when I go to Costco, I go to Georgia. So I'm able to get that lower sales tax while still living in Tennessee. While if you're living in Georgia, you got to pay the um, state income tax with the lower sales tax. 
with, with, with the with the lower sales tax. But see me, I have the best of both worlds when I go to Georgia to shop. I get the low sales tax and no state income tax. It's a win-win. The urban doom loop isn't just a theory. It's playing out in the real world, with landlords finding themselves financially underwater and regional banks facing a credit crunch. So when I'm a landlord and I want to buy a building, typically I'm going to buy it with a combination of my own money, my equity, and a piece of debt. Because real estate is such good collateral, banks are generally willing to lend a lot of money. So typically there will be 60, 65, sometimes even 75% debt and 25% equity. Right? So that would be a typical financing structure for a commercial real estate building. And then typically the debt will be fixed rate. The only difference is I'm not paying off any principal which means that 10 years later when my loan comes due, I need to refinance that loan. Now, normally that's not a problem because normally the value of my office will have gone up in these past 10 years. But what if it hasn't? What if the value of my office has in fact gone down? So now the bank will look at that office all over again and reassess it. And to the extent it's even willing to give me a new loan, it's gonna only wanna give me a smaller loan. So now as a landlord, I'm gonna have to make a tough choice. So they're trying to get refied. You're trying to you're trying to refi and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be a mess because you got the higher interest rates. This, this this is going to be a problem all over the country. I won't play the entire video, but you get the idea. This is what's happening right now in San Francisco. It's happening in New York City. It could be happening in your city as well. Now I see a few questions about the the whole um, sales tax thing in uh, Tennessee. Someone asked me, "Is it a good place to retire to?" Absolutely, because. Um, the cost of living is very low. Where I live, it's a very low cost of living. Chattanooga, especially. Anywhere East Tennessee, low cost of living. Um, Nashville's cool, but I don't suggest living there for a low cost of living. Unless you live kind of on the outskirts, like the far outskirts. Gatlin or somewhere like that. But if you're living in Nashville, Davidson County, forget about it. Because you're going to be with the Californians. The Californians have invaded Nashville proper. And if you're living outside of Nashville to the south, but close to Nashville, like Franklin and all that, that's where you have all the country music stars and them, and them kind of people. It's probably the most expensive place in the country for real estate. Uh, like right outside of Davidson County, Franklin, Tennessee, very, very expensive. If you want to have a low cost of living and good quality of life and also access to um, if you want to go to Nashville, not that far away, if you want to go to Atlanta for travel purposes, if you want to go to North Carolina, Charlotte is not that far away, Virginia, not that far away. I say East Tennessee, that's going to be your best bet. And also really Georgia as well. Georgia is still cool. I recommend Georgia, um, like North Georgia, close to Tennessee. If you don't mind the state income tax, that's a good place to be. Um, Alabama is okay, depending upon where you live. Uh, yeah, but definitely East Tennessee. The Californians are going to Nashville because they want to go to Broadway and country music and wear the cowboy hats and get drunk all night. If you want, if you, if that's what you want, it's fine. I'm not judging you, but you will pay a premium to live out there. Just understand that. And the traffic, my goodness, and but really, traffic is is just is just kind of hard wherever you go. Traffic's getting hard here because they keep they keep renovating the interstate. They're, they're, um, it's the interchange, Interstate 24 and 75. They're reconfiguring that, and it's kind of a mess. But traffic, even with that going on, is not that bad. Now, you want to go see some traffic, go to Washington, D.C. My goodness. Atlanta, 
at certain times of the day. My goodness. Los Angeles. <laughs> Forget about it. Don't even drive. Just fi- figure out a way to fly or something. I don't know what you got to do, man. Don't, but don't, don't, don't even do it. <laughs> don't even do it. That's right, Jennifer. Atlanta, Birmingham, Nashville, Knoxville, all within two to three hours. Right. Where I live, I can get to Atlanta, hour and a half, easy drive, straight down 75, straight shot, like literally straight shot, no turning, just straight down. If I want to go to Nashville, I just go out west, 24, two and a half hours. It might be a little bit of traffic and an interchange, but once I get beyond that, it's smooth sailing. Go over the mountain, and I'm good money. Let me see. Late Bloomer says, I like Chattanooga and going to Trenton. Yeah, shout to Trenton, Georgia. Absolutely. Um, Casey Mathis says, I rent my apartment for $650 a month in McMinnville, Tennessee. Yep, McMinnville. That's over there. It's kind of like, if, if you like living far like that, it's all good. McMinnville, that'd be a good place to be for sure. Yeah, it all depends on where you want to be. Now, somebody says 16 dead, 50 to 60 seriously injured in Lewiston, Maine, mass shooting. I've not seen anything about the specific number, but I'm going to keep up on that to see what's happening. Yeah, I was I was trying to find the numbers, but I couldn't find anything. Look, I'm out on this beautiful, definitely. Look, I'm out on this great. Absolutely. Yeah, Jennifer, the Atlanta traffic at 285. 285, I mean, if I can avoid 285, I will. If I can avoid all of that, if I can go around it some kind of way, I will. If you go certain times of day, you'll be fine. If you go past 7 o'clock p.m., you'll be okay. But any other time, is it's, it's, it's a, it's a toss-up. Okay, it's a toss-up. All right. But let's keep on going. Let me see. Uh, Zach says, getting out of Memphis, moving to Lexington. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably a good idea to get out of Memphis. I, I would... I would definitely suggest that whenever somebody asks me, you know, where's a good place to move in Tennessee, I say East. I don't really say it's okay in Central, but it's just, you know, Nashville is cool, but you're going to pay. If you live kind of outside of Nashville, maybe like a 45 minutes to an hour, it's going to be less expensive. But um, the Western part of Tennessee, I don't recommend necessarily, but it's not that bad out there, really. Memphis just has its parts. Yeah, I, I would say if you're going to be in the western part of Tennessee, if you want to have access to Memphis for whatever the reason may be, or you want to be close to, like, Missouri, places like that, um, Indiana, if you want to go out that way, it's okay. But <laughs> Memphis, just don't do it. Don't do the inner city Memphis, North Memphis, South Memphis, all that. Bring your gun. If you go down there to the city of Memphis, bring your gun. It's similar to Atlanta. If you go to certain parts of Atlanta, you're going to need your gun 100%. You go to East Point, College Park, forget about it. Like, that's where I go when I go travel. I go to one of these um, these uh, shuttle places, and it's right there. Now, it's not necessarily in the hood hood, but you're, like, really close and adjacent to the hood in these areas. So when I go out there, I'm on my P's and Q's. The one spot I used to go to all the time, the one shuttle spot, it was a gas station right there, and there's always some dude post up outside the gas station like this. He's not, he's not he's not a worker of the gas station. He's just out there posted up. I'm like, okay, that's that's a red flag right there. If you see a guy or multiple guys just hanging out at a at a gas station at night, don't stop. 
I need you to keep on going. If you if you see that like in the inner city of Atlanta, go 75, 85 north, get out of Atlanta and then fuel. Do not stop in Atlanta at night for gas unless you like um um playing with guns. Unless you like shooting your gun, don't stop. All right. So I have a news report about the actual shooting. And that was kind of an odd transition to talk about shooting your gun in Atlanta and then this here. But it says 16 people dead and suspect at large after multiple incidents in area of Lewiston, Maine. So let me check it out here. So it says at least 16 people were are dead in multiple shootings in Lewiston, Maine. 50 to 60 people are injured in the incidents, though it's unclear how many are injured due to gunfire. A suspect remains at large. The Androskin County Sheriff's Office said in the post on Facebook, we are encouraging our businesses to lock down or close while we investigate. The Sheriff's Office said earlier Wednesday evening, Maine State Police said they are responding to an active shooter situation in Lewiston in the post on Facebook. So that's what's happening there. Um, I don't see anything about multiple shooters. They say multiple incidents, but they're not saying multiple shooters. All right. So that's what's happening right there. This is on CNN.com. All right. This was updated at 915, just about five to six minutes ago. And today, of course, which is Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. So may they all rest in peace. And hopefully those who are injured are able to get better very quickly. And I hope they find this guy, get him arrested, put him down, do whatever they got to do. And a lot of you guys were talking about that in the chat. So I wanted to give a, a live update on that whole situation. So again, we have 16 dead and they said how many 50 to 60 people injured in multiple incidents in Lewiston, Maine or around the area. And they don't know if all those who were injured were shot or if they were injured, it, it could have been, they were running away. They crashed a the car. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but hopefully we can get the guy and get him out of the way. I don't see anything about two shooters. I do not see that. I'm not sure where you see it, but I don't see it. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I don't see anything about two shooters, so I can't say that because I don't see it. All right. But let's keep on going here. We got, um, hey, you know what? Someone says, is any place safe anymore? Not really. I mean, it, places, I, I don't want to, I want to, I want to kind of take that back. Places, many places across the country are generally safe, but sometimes it's not safe. It can be safe every day of the year, except for one day. So this is why you need to be armed, be trained and be ready. Some say that you shouldn't, you know, okay, you, you're trying to be a prepper and you're just getting ready for something that won't happen. Well, look, you never know what can happen. It's always good to be prepared. I'd rather be safe than sorry. Somebody might say, back when I had a bunch of guns back in the day before the, before the boating accident, why do you have so many guns? Why you got all these guns? And, okay, but look, I don't know what can happen from day to day. I can live in a very peaceful environment, no problems, everything's all good. And then what all just takes one day for things to not be good. 
Now, that doesn't mean live in fear. That doesn't mean just think that every day is going to be your last. I wouldn't say do that, but just be ready. Be ready for somebody to act a fool. All right. That's just how that goes. All right. Let's keep on going here. We got a few more things to get into. Um, UFC and Bud Light. Now, did you guys see this coming? I'm not really surprised because, look, Anheuser-Busch, they got a lot of money that they're trying to fix what happened. And, you know, they're trying to go a different direction and make things work. So I'm not surprised. But, like, already had a connection with UFC because they were a previous sponsor of them. And now they're going right back. Now they're going right back. I'm not surprised at all. Now, before I get into it, do you guys think that this is a good idea for um, UFC to be sponsored by Bud Light? Are you going to boycott? Are you going to boycott UFC because of this? Um, are you a Bud Light drinker? Are you going to go back to Bud Light if you stop? All right. Before we get to that. What's your take on the whole kerfuffle? Huh? All right. Let me see. Now, you see your main man, Dylan Mulvaney, before some of the facial surgeries. This is the more uh, 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 blockier jaw, Dylan. Now, this picture, it, it it went viral for the wrong reasons. We're like, what what are we doing, Mr. Mulvaney, with Bud Light? If you are a Bud Light drinker, you're like, what am I looking at on my on my on my phone? Why am I seeing this guy dressed like Ann Hepburn with Bud Lights? What is going on? There was a whole commercial and everything. Let me see if I can find the commercial right quick. Because the whole thing was um he was getting people to use his code. To buy the Bud Light. Now, hold on. Let me see if I can um, find the commercial right quick. Transinf- All right. Here's a here's a a video. All right. You see how he got his jaw fixed and everything. Watch this. So it's her Dylan Mulvaney speaking publicly about the backlash that ensued after she featured Bud Light beers in two Instagram posts back in April. Mulvaney says she, the company never reached out to her after the onslaught of threats, bullying, and hate speech. I was waiting for the brand to reach out to me, but they never did. And for months now, I've been scared to leave my house. I have been ridiculed in public. I've been followed. And I have felt a loneliness that I wouldn't wish on anyone. So that's Dylan Mulvaney talking about the the backlash. But look, check it out, man. When you do stuff like this, you got to expect that the backlash is going to happen. You know, that's just part of the game. You know, that's that's part of the game. All right. You're a controversial figure. It is what it is. Now, I'm not saying anybody should follow this individual, but I'm saying that's part of it. So this was the beer can right here. Now, this pretty much, it, it ruined, it ruined Bud Light. It ruined Bud Light. People just stopped buying it. There was all kinds of videos of people going to baseball games, and it'd be um, a whole thing of Bud Light. Nobody's drinking it. You had supply 
Yeah, you had Walmart um, displays of Bud Light going on sale for like no money. I mean, this was a whole big mess. Okay, all because Bud Light, what they were trying to do, in my opinion, was to get this guy's followers. They gave him the, the beer cans and they said, all right, Dylan, we want you to talk to your followers, tell them to use this code, and that's what it's going to be. They didn't think, hey, wait a minute. If we do this for this guy, others are going to see it and they're not going to like it. It may be a negative effect. It won't just be positive. This was a big ball drop from the marketing department. A humongous ball drop. All right. It'd be like, okay, if Ford um, offer OJ Simpson a sponsorship deal for the Bronco, it's like, oh, you might not want to do that. <laughs> I mean, it'd get a lot of attention. Sure. But you might not get the best attention. All right. It might not be the best attention in the world. Excuse me. And those four Broncos are pretty nice looking, but they got bad engines. But anyway, I digress. So let me get to um, Dana White and what he was talking about as far as what happened and why they are going to um, talk about the UFC being their new sponsor. All right, if you watch the show regularly, you do know that um, not only a student of the martial arts, that's a passion of mine, there's no more elite venue for mixed martial arts in the world than the UFC, and of course, it's iconic octagon, and they must watch events. But tonight, breaking news from outside the arena, where UFC President Dana White, he just announced that Bud Light, yes, the Bud Light, will become the official beer partner of the league. Now, after veering off course, which I thought was stupid, into the, you know, woke cultural wars in the country, uh, is this a strong message from Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light that... Do you see this, though? So the, the whole thing with Dylan Mulvaney, it was a $15,000 basically ad buy on his um, TikTok and social media. It cost Anheuser-Busch 27 Billion with a B, twenty-seven billion dollars. I mean, good night, good grief. If Anheuser Busch was not so well capitalized, it, it, they would be totally destroyed. That that would have totally ruined the entire company. So you got to do something to get back into the good graces of the American people. You, you can't just. I mean, all, all they're going to do if they if they didn't do this with USC, they would just totally fold. Uh, we've heard you loud and clear and we're getting back on track anyway here with more extra ill says ABO talks about this stuff too so much I feel like one day it's going to come out as gay or trans <laughs> never in your life maybe you want me to for your own purposes but I'm secure I'm securing myself to talk about stuff like this and not feel uncomfortable you can talk about all this gay trans straight whatever stuff and not feel awkward if you don't feel awkward on the inside. You see what I'm saying? This is a big deal. You're talking about billions of dollars that are lost. You're talking about companies that are folding. You're talking about jobs that are lost. I mean, people are, people are losing their jobs. Like, this was big. It's not just about Dylan Mulvaney. I couldn't care less about him. You're talking about a whole company that got affected possibly forever because of trying to be woke, trying to do things to reach out to certain audiences. 
it changed the whole direction of the company. It made them invest millions of dollars, if not billions, in trying to rebuild their brand. Okay. And then you're talking about some of the stuff with uh with the schools. Drag Queen Storytime nationwide. You got these um LGBT teachers who have infiltrated public schools and it's all over the place. It's not just where you would expect here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Oklahoma City, Wyoming, all over the place. So why can I not talk about a thing that is infected the entire country? Now, if I don't talk about it, I got my head in the sand. I'm just totally ignoring what's happening around me. If your house is on fire, you're going to say, no, I ain't talking about that because, you know, why, why, why do that? You know, why, why do that? All right. Now, being that I see you deleting stuff, it's okay. You don't got to delete so much. It's okay. People have dissenting opinions. But when you start to troll and, you know, cuss a whole lot, you can get rid of those messages, okay? Let's keep on going. More on all of this, this brand new partnership is UFC president, CEO Dana White is with us. You know, so I had you on my radio sh show today. Been on radio 30 plus years. Been here. I'm in my 28th year at Fox. And oh, that's a good point right there. Somebody says... My man, Prime Matrix. Prime Matrix says, where's the manifesto? Still waiting on that. Remember, that's a whole, that's, that's something else with the LGBT. LGBT mass shooter. There's been quite a few of those. Shoot up a, a, a church school in Nashville and no manifesto. It's been months. And I wonder why that's not been released. Probably because the person's going to say that there was some abuse and whatnot from the leadership of the actual school that's where it's going to come from you know then it's going to open the whole can of worms that they would rather not be opened in my humble opinion i don't see a reason why we cannot get the manifesto and you know what's interesting to me is i refuse to call for boycotts firings cancellations any of this stuff i'm against all of it i didn't like I thought it was stupid of, of Budweiser or Bud Light to get into that controversy. Just dumb. And I have no idea why they waded into those waters. But my fear from the beginning was not the person that made the dumb decision or the people that made the dumb decision. When I saw this taking hold, I was concerned about the people that work for Bud Light. Those are high-paying career jobs. And I said that publicly. And I'm hoping, you know, everybody knows who you are, Dana. No holds barred. Kick ass. Take no prisoners. I don't give an Adam Schiff. You are in anybody's face. So they and Adam Schiff. That's funny. Purposely went with you. Tell us about it. Yeah, you know. Well, first of all, let me start with uh, you know they, they were the first beer company that we really did business with. They're our first real big sponsor uh, when we were getting started, and now we're back with them. And going into this deal, you know, I. I know all the controversy and everything else, but for myself, going into a long-term deal with another sponsor, I want to be with somebody that I'm actually aligned with. And I know people were, were upset with what they did, but uh, I'm looking at all the good things that they do. You know, they, they employ 65,000 Americans. They have thousands of vets that work for them. They spend $700 million a year with U.S. farmers using their crops to make their products and many, many other great things that Anheuser-Busch has done uh, in this country. And those are the things that I'm focused on. Uh, when I look at a long-term sponsor that's going to be, we're going we're to do a six-year deal here. 
I want to be with somebody that I'm aligned with. All those things that I just mentioned to you are what I'm all about. And not to mention, they, they have this thing called Folds of Honor. I'm very big into law enforcement and military. And over the last, I don't know how many years, they've spent like $45 million taking care of, uh, you know, these servicemen and first responders who have died, taking care of their families, scholarships for their kids and things like that. So I am very aligned with Anheuser-Busch. All right. So let me now, so you heard all that from Dana White. What do you guys think? Do you think that what he said is enough to justify still, you know, working with them, the new, the new, uh, the new business deal, the new business venture. Does it make sense? I mean, look, if you ask me, I think it makes sense. I, I think it makes sense. It really does because ultimately I think they made a big mistake dealing with Dylan Mulvaney. And I don't think it came necessarily from the top. I think it was a thing that came from the marketing department because really it should have been something that was pretty small. It shouldn't have blown up to this level, but it was a bad decision that of course did blow up to this level. So what are you really going to do? What are you going to do? Now you got to figure out a way to just make it, make it work, make it be different. I don't know. So I think ultimately I think what he's saying makes sense here. It, it really does. All right. But what do you guys think? I want to see you guys' uh, responses here. Somebody says rubbish. Somebody says it's a business. Somebody says he wants money. Uh, Got to put trans fighters in the cage. Yeah, let's let's not put trans fighters in the cage. Um. Yes, let's all forgive them. Their beer sucks anyway. <laughs> Now, you guys know I don't, I'm not a drinker. I don't, I've never had um, Bud Light. I have no idea how it tastes. I know how beer tastes. I'm not really a beer fan personally, but I've never in my life ever had Bud Light. So I would not be the person to ask if Bud Light is good or not. I don't really have a point of reference to make that determination. But hey, if you guys say it's up, I'm going to take you guys' word for it. Uh, but if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff that helped me out tremendously. But yeah, so the deal, I'm not quite sure if I mentioned it, but it's going to be a six year deal. And they say, according to Bloomberg.com, this is their biggest deal ever. And before the Bud Light deal, their biggest deal was with Crypto.com for $175 million. So this will be at least 100 million bare minimum from what I've been able to read. And it's probably going to be in the $200 million range at least because again, they said like I'm reading, like I've not gotten the exact number, but I've gotten two pieces of information. One, one, one number was 100 million. That's what I saw, but they said it'd be over 100 million. So bare minimum, $100 million, six years. Then Bloomberg said it'd be the biggest deal ever. But before this deal came, the crypto.com for 175 million. So we're probably getting into the $200 million range. Is that enough to be sponsored by Bud Light? Bigger than Monster? Yes, Texture Tips. They said biggest deal ever. So that didn't that include Monster. That didn't include crypto.com. That didn't include everyone. All right. And then also something else. 
they said their recent, their, their previous beer sponsor was Modelo. Now, again, I'm no beer expert, so please pardon my ignorance, but I was reading that Modelo is also owned by Anheuser-Busch InBev. If that's wrong, let me know in the comments. But that's what's going on. So, but again, this specific deal will be for Bud Light, the brand of Bud Light, not just Anheuser-Busch, but Bud Light specifically. And again, they were a sponsor back in the day, back when, you know, Ronda Rousey, all of them were around. Um, they were a sponsor at that point. All right. Tester Tip says sponsoring UFC isn't going to help with sales. Well, hey, that that might be what's going on. And I see you guys commenting about the mass shooting. I mean, maybe at a certain point during the show, I'll give an update on it. But we know that there's been some some deaths. And um, I think the main thing would be let's get let's let's capture the guy. Then we can make an update on that. All right. Somebody said somebody said Modelo is good beer. I have no idea. Yeah, I saw that hand in hand. Uh, hand in hand says even Kid Rock is already drinking it. Exactly, he's drinking it again. Yeah, they they caught him drinking the the, the Bud Light at the show. I, I did catch that. So yeah, shout out to him. Now let's keep on going here. Um, have you guys seen what's happening with DJ Envy from the Breakfast Club? Now this story you may or may not be familiar with. You may or not you may or may not be able to relate to or resonate with. But this is a thing that I've seen a lot, the scamming. I always say on this channel, do not give your money to people in hopes that they're going to be able to flip it. People always, um, there's, there's always troll accounts on my channel and other channels. And it'll be somebody talking about, they'll, they'll say they're me, right? And then they'll they'll tell people, I got to back up a little bit. So let me, let me tell you how the scam goes on YouTube, on YouTube channels. Then I'm going to tell you the street scam. And then I'm going to talk about DJ Envy from the Breakfast Club, Power 105.1, alongside Charlamagne the Guy. Remember, Charlamagne was the guy who Joe Biden told, hey, vote for me or you ain't black. That was him on the same show, Breakfast Club. At that time, when that happened, DJ Envy was not there. But let's back up. The way it works on my channel with the scamming, with these trolls that come on and impersonate me is when I post a new video and one of you guys makes a comment on the video, someone will reply to your comment. It's always like that. They will reply to your comment and then they'll have my picture and they'll have a name that looks like my name, but it's not my name. Not specifically. It may even say Anthony Brian Logan, but it's not actually my name. But anyway, They'll reply to your comment and say, hey, this is ABL. Contact me on this 18-digit WhatsApp number, and let's talk about cryptocurrency investment. If you contact this person, they are a scammer, probably in Nigeria, and what they're going to do is try to get you to send them some money, and, um, and, and they'll promise you a return on your money. That's, the, that's a classic scam that people still fall for. And every single stream I say, do not fall for the scam. Now, I've seen that same scam in real life. I've seen it with my, I know guys that have done it. I know a guy who is dead who did that. He didn't necessarily die because of that, but different story. I digress. But I've seen this happen in real life where somebody will say, hey, give me some money and I'll flip it for you. Don't, 
don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do it on a YouTube channel. Don't do it on the street. And if you're going to do it with actual legitimate companies, LLCs and whatnot, you got to make sure you're dealing with a reputable person. You got to make sure you're not getting promise a thing that's unrealistic. Here was a promise. The guy, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Cesar Pena, a.k.a. Big Pun. This guy was promising returns of like 20%, 30% in a certain period of time from real estate. So let's say, for example, if you were to give Cesar Pena $300,000, he would sign in the contract that he would be able to return X amount in four months in the written contract that he would sign. You can't, that's not realistic. That's not realistic because on the flip side, people will say, well, it's an investment. You might lose. Well, if you might lose on an investment, then how can there be a contract that guarantees a return? It doesn't make any sense. See, what was happening at a certain point, probably from the beginning, is that when you would um, give him money, he would take that money and use it to pay prior investors. This is a classic Ponzi scheme. Classic Ponzi scheme. Okay? So this guy got arrested by the federal rallies and he's going to jail. Now, DJ Envy plays in because he has countless videos talking about getting money with Cesar, promoting him on the radio. They're traveling, doing seminars together. It's not as simple as just him on the radio reading the ad. This guy was involved with the scam. It's not like FTX with your man Sam Bankman Freed and some of the celebrities. The celebrities just read an ad. They'll say, okay, I put my money in FTX. It's a crypto exchange. They don't know what's happening behind the scenes. They don't have any kind of dealings with um, Sam Bankman Freed or FTX aside from an endorsement. I'm going to read this ad for you, and you're going to pay me X amount of money. They're not traveling with SBF across the country doing seminars. They're not getting money with F SBF. They're not sitting in the office talking to Caroline and all these people. They're not doing that. They're just reading the ad, and that's it. They don't have that level of involvement or intimacy with the company that DJ Envy had with Cesar Pena. Now, I'm going to just read some of this. Um, definitely big fun, uh, tease retro. Definitely big pun. I think Envy might be Fat Joe. Envy is a slim. Envy is a new Fat Joe, not the the um the 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 early two thousands Fat Joe. He's, he's a new Fat Joe. Now here is DJ Envy, and I'm mad at this because you know I'm from Virginia, Norfolk. I almost went to that school. I was that close to going to Norfolk State. I just it just didn't work out, but I was that close. So I don't like the NSU sweater. He didn't even go there. He went to Howard in D.C. Or, or it might have been Hampton. One of the two. He did not go to Norfolk State. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. I got my guy Caesar right here. As you can see, this is the three-family crib, right? We're demoing today. They did a majority of the job on the third floor. And this is what it's all about. Finding a crib. Demo. See, look. You're doing, you're doing all this stuff right here. You're like the front man of the business. But when... When the federalists came and said, hey, your man is scamming, taking money, Ponzi scheme, all this, that, and the third, all of a sudden, oh, I didn't, it's not me, 
It's, it's Cesar. You got to talk to him. Ridiculous. Renovating, getting together, and getting tenants in. If you want to know all about it, you got to click our seminar. The next one is December 9th. You need to be in the building. Now, I'm pretty pissed off today because today, Caesar called me, and he just messed up my Jordans. Like, these were some good J's. That's, Caesar, you owe me a pair of J's, man. Uh, mine's got messed up, too. So there, there, go, there go your man, Big Pun, right there in the background. That, that's, that's the money man right there who's going to jail. And if you might go right, right there with him. Oh, so he went to Hampton. Okay, shout out to Hampton. <laughs> but uh, as you can see, December 9th is the next class. Hopefully we see you there. We actually got some people that were at the last seminar that were showing them some uh, what we doing and, and how we doing it. So hopefully I get to see you guys December 9th. If you want more information, hit up Eventbrite right now. Peace. So, I mean, you're doing a whole bunch of advertising, and there's, there's countless videos like this. Watch this. This was a three-family, two-bedroom. We could only bring $800 rent roll each floor, which is not that much money. If we decided to extend it, if you walk back here, you see we extended it. Now, with the extension, we decided to make it from a two-bedroom to a four-bedroom. So now from $800, it goes to $1,800 a month. $1,800, $1,800, $1,800. We extended it so much, we have so much that we can extend it, we can actually put two studios in the back. So now the two studios will bring, you figure 18, 18, 18 is two, four, six, seven, eight. You're looking at about $7,600 a month in rent. So what he was doing right here is um, making the house bigger to rent out each room and count that as his income. So how many families are going to be up on the one single family home that you, that you rent? Like, how does that really work, sir? Is that even legal? And there was a video uh, on the breakfast club of a woman who was a guest saying, Hey, can you do that? Does the government know about what you're doing? This is some scammy stuff. And he's out here talking about it on videos See, that's in the ghetto, Patterson, New Jersey in the, in the hood. I know hood ambiance when I see it. That's what we did with this property. Now you want to just tell him what the procedure was to extend it. Yeah. So basically, I don't know if you guys see, we could come walk around here real quick. But we dug about, about 50 feet of foundation. Um, I don't know if any, has anybody ever done foundation? Has anybody seen any work? So basically you dig three feet down, down to the ground, you pour concrete, you cinder blocks, and from there on, it's basically the extension of the foundation. Um, so that's, that's another one. And then here he is. Here, here's the most flagrant video of all. This man has a bunch of checks in his hand of rent that he was collecting from the business he was doing with Cesar. So when you say, oh, I wasn't really involved. It was Cesar. He was the guy. Well, what's that right there in your hand, sir? What's, what's all that in your hand? What's, what's happening? Today, ProStyle came. This is, this is your first time picking up rent, right? First time Oof. picking up these joints. So we don't want to see the names uh, on the checks, but yeah. Oof. First time picking up rent, and that's what it's all about. When I tell you about creating generational wealth, that's what it is. I picked up, this is some of my rent. He owes me some more. His rent is picked up. Just getting started, baby. And that's what it's about. ProStyle jumped into the game. How many houses you bought? Uh, three. About to hopefully close on the fourth one, right? This guy is trying to get more houses yeah. than me. He's going to start speaking at the seminar. We're going to be at like 12, 16 units real Oof. soon. You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> that's what it's about. Teaching and learning how to do it. And that's what we're about. So he's like doing all the talking. They go Cesar in the back, not saying the word. He's doing, he's the front man. This is DJ Envy. This, this is the radio show host. This is a nationally syndicated guy on the breakfast club talking about I'm not involved. I can't tell. 
you got about a thousand videos of yourself talking about getting money with Cesar, flipping houses, collecting rent checks. How are you not involved? So nobody gave you any money to invest? You didn't do anything like that? Okay. All right. Now, the Federales did come to iHeartRadio, where the Breakfast Club records. The Federales came to the radio station. Now, there was two stories about this. One story said the Federales came and they took electronics. The other story said that they came and spoke to my man right here and the multicolor hoodie DJ Envy to let them know that the men in the background, Cesar, a.k.a. Big Pun, a.k.a. Fat Joe, a.k.a. Um, Scammer Supreme, they came to tell him that they got him arrested. But why would they do that? Why would the Federales come to your office to tell you that somebody got arrested? It makes no sense because we could all see on the news, read the paper, Cesar Pena arrested, released on a $1 million bond. Where'd he get that money from? Anyway, why would they go to the office to tell him that? This reminds me of, remember when there was um, someone who had the IRS come to their house and leave a note? The IRS does not come to your house. The IRS will barely even allow you to call them. Listen, try calling the IRS right now and get him on the phone and talk to him. Good luck. The IRS came to the man's house and put a note on his door. Who was that? Was that somebody that was involved with the Trump case, I think? They're talking about some, oh, well, we had to tell him something. Really? Obviously, they did that as intimidation in the IRS case. Now, in his case, I think they probably spoke to him about what's happening, and it was a warning. I said it before, a guy that I know got involved with the feds. He did some stuff he shouldn't have been doing, and they told him. They, they came to his place of business and said, hey, check it out. You are under investigation. Do not purchase anything new. Don't make any new purchases. Now, I'm talking, I'm talking about my, my real friend that I knew in real life about this story right here. They told him, don't make any new purchases. So what does he do? He goes out and buys this brand new stove for his restaurant. It was so big, they had to open the doors. He had two um, doors in the front. They had to take the doors off the front to bring in this big stove. Now, once they're removing the doors to wheeling the big stove, here come the federal like men in black. They got the earpieces in. They got the black suits on. They said, hey. We said, don't buy anything. And my friend's like, deer in the headlight, look. He's like, you don't understand. We're the FBI. We see what you do. You want to do anything, we see it. There's no reason for them to come to the actual offices to tell them anything. They can call them on the phone or just let him see it on television or in a newspaper. The government, I'm telling you, when you do stuff like this, the government knows what you're doing. You can't hide from the federales. They know exactly what is happening. All right. The men in black. All right. Exactly. Golfing guns. You cannot talk to or meet the IRS. They, they are not going to do it. If they come to your house, it's intimidation or you about to get locked up. Now here is Cesar. So write this up right quick. Here's Cesar saying that DJ envy is not involved, which I don't know why these guys are still talking. Look, DJ Envy's lawyer, when Cesar got popped, Envy's lawyer said, don't talk at all. Keep your mouth shut. Don't talk. These guys, I don't understand. When you're talking about like actual real 
respectable criminals that get involved with stuff like they don't they don't say a word. These cartel guys, when they get arrested, they don't say anything. Mafia guys don't say anything. Some of these just random scammers, ne'er do wells. They want to talk, 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 and all these videos are going to be played in court. It'd be a whole YouTube compilation. They may take my video and show that to the jury. <laughs> they, they may take me talking and show that to the jury as part of evidence. Now, here's Sage are talking about DJ Envy. Everybody making a negative comment right now. Are you good? When I go to jail and I come back out and I, and I flip this shit again three times, what are you going to be doing? Are you still going to be on my post saying negative stuff? Bro, <laughs> you talking to the, to the haters? Is that what we're going to do? Well, anybody's negative comment? Everybody making a negative comment right now. Are you good? When I go to jail and I come back out and I, and I flip this shit again three times, what are you going to be doing? Are you still going to be on my post saying negative stuff? Well, anybody's negative comment doesn't affect anybody, doesn't solve the situation, and it's not going to help anybody. So that, that wasn't a correct video, but it doesn't really matter. You got these guys talking. I mean, just stop. Just stop talking. I mean, I don't understand what you're really doing. But that's, that's your man, uh, Cesar Pena, a.k.a. Fat Joe, a.k.a. Big Pun, a.k.a. you going to the penitentiary. Somebody said, that somebody called him Big Punitentiary. That's crazy. But, oh, and, and the allegation is that he took $80 million and misappropriated it. Spent it on himself, trips, vacations, all kind of typical ghetto random stuff from selling houses in Patterson, New Jersey. And a lot of times he would take people's money to invest in the house and he wouldn't even own the house. Sometimes the money would go from multiple people onto one property in the ghetto in Patterson, New Jersey. Ridiculous nonsense. He's going to the penitentiary and for talking so much, he's going to get a, a, high, a higher sentence. All right. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Now you guys are asking about the shooting. I can't just cover that the entire video. I did cover the shooting earlier. Um, may they rest in peace, but I don't have new information. Uh, last I checked, there were, what was that, 16 deceased and 40 to 60 injured or right around that. So, yeah, I don't have any new information. They say it's one shooter, and that's pretty much it. So I don't have anything else as far as that is concerned. I don't want to appear to be like I'm insensitive or anything like that, but I don't have anything else about that. All right, now we got Super Chats on deck, and then I'm going to get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. That's a good comment right there. Carolyn Jones says, you should have gotten the politics. Here's rear would be uh, covered. Exactly. If you were to do that as a politician, it's all good. If you become uh, the president and your son wants to smoke crack, uh, engage in all kind of crazy, ridiculous, crooked deals all over the country, then it's fine. Uh, and Kat Ferris is just getting here. What shooting is this? There was a shooting in Lewiston, Maine. There was a mass shooting. And I'll, I'll show it on the screen one more time before I get to the rest of the show. So this is Lewiston, Maine. There was a mass shooting. And it says at least 16 people are dead. And the suspect is at large after shootings in area of Lewiston, Maine. Now, as far as I know, there was one person, 
that's the guy right there. Um, and they say 50 to 60 people are injured, although it's not known if all the injured were because they were shot or if they were injured in other ways. Somebody says 24 dead, 22 dead. This is going to be something that is, yeah, I can't just stay on it the entire time. It's going to be um, developing. But if you have not seen it, this is what I have so far on CNN. And it's, it's been updated like about 10 minutes ago, and they've not updated the total of people that are deceased. So it's all I have right now. Um, probably by tomorrow, there will be more information. And what I, I may end up doing a video on it tomorrow. So by that time, we'll know more. And hopefully by that time, they've been able to capture the guy. All right. But again, yeah, it's fluid. Exactly. It's, it's fluid situation. So, but that's the guy right there. If you guys are in the area, Lewiston, Maine, please be aware. Please uh, be safe and stay armed because this guy's out there. He's killed a lot of people, allegedly, from what they're saying. So please, please, please be aware. All right. Now, let's keep on rocking and rolling here. Uh, if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All right. We have shout out to hollow board for life who says, dang, that chick is super healthy. Maybe grace at the Olive Garden. <laughs> exactly. Uh, lot there says I work two jobs, one part-time, one full-time. Uh, how I work depends on, I work depending on the day about 14 to 15 hours. Maybe I still have time to call up. It's all good boss. Let's get to, um, the calls here. The number to call four, three, four, six, five, eight, one two two zero. The caller is the, the the caller. The shooter is on the loose. They have not caught him yet. All right. So that's all I have for that. Maybe in about a half hour or so, I'll be able to see more. All right. And just before I get to the calls, the the last thing I'm gonna say before a while is that I'm reading that between twenty two and twenty five people died in the shooting, and 60 to 70 are wounded. That's all I have so far. And the shooter is on the loose. So please be careful. If you're in a Lewiston, Maine area, please be aware. Please be careful. All righty. Now let's go ahead and keep rocking and rolling here. There's also an email for a Skype if you want to do that and be right here in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. Uh, talk about things that are related to what's happening right now. All right. Bongino rule, is that is that the wait and and see and get all the information and not just react? That's probably a good thing to say right now. 918, you're not lying. Who am I speaking to? What's up, baby? Uh, it's Scotchman from Oklahoma. How you doing, buddy? It's all good, man. What's happening? Hey, no, I do. Well, I don't know. We got a little bit to talk about tonight. Um, the UFC, Dana White. You know, I kind of, I do agree with what you said earlier. I mean, I think the people at Bud Light, especially the marketing team, they screwed up big time and they should all be fired and I'll make everyone else suffer for it because it does take a lot of, take away a lot of good jobs, you know. And I don't drink Bud Light. I, if I, when I drink, I drink a lot better beer than that, but. It is a popular beer, so 
Yeah, I think that if they learn their lesson, it, it wouldn't hurt if you even get like some kind of a, a like a, a apology, you know, saying like we're sorry, we offended our fan base, you know, like we won't do it again. It was it was a bad decision in the marketing department. So, I mean, like I said, I don't drink Bud Light, but I do like some of the products. But anyway. Uh, we're right coming up on Halloween here in about a week, so I want to talk about some scary things. Scary things that are happening in real life in our country. Did you see when Hillary got into that little argument with a with the uh, reporter? I, I did see that. Yeah, I'm gonna do a video on that tomorrow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, like, she lets out those words. She's like, you're done. It's like, Jesus, I saw the freaking the evil in her eyes when she said that. I got better watch out. Yeah. You know? And then the other one, uh, Joe Biden. You see him being hauled around the White House lawn earlier by some military guy. They literally let him like a dog on a leash because they didn't know where to go. Yeah, that's, that's becoming a pattern as of late because he he's pretty much just not really there. No, he's gone. He is totally gone. So you got to look that one up. And, um, and then finally, um, you ever watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie from the 70s? Um, no, I've not seen that one actually. Okay, well, man, if you look that up, look up that movie, and look up the grandpa in the movie, along with Joe Biden, and a uh, man, you'll see some scary stuff, very scary stuff. I mean, it's yeah, it's freaky. Right on. All right. Well, lastly. All right, lastly, man, love you, dude, everybody in the chat. I'll leave you on a question. Do you get a lot of trick-or-treaters where you live? And if you do, what kind of candy do you give out? Well, okay, I do get some, but I've not given out candy yet because we live in a kind of a newer area, so I hadn't done it. But I'll probably do it this year. I think I'm going to go to um, Costco and just get a bunch of good stuff and I probably do like uh, Reese PCs, Twizzlers, like candy that I like as a kid. I'm gonna give that out this year. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Kit Kats, yeah, yeah. Butterfinger, good stuff. All right, man. All right, well, great show as always. I want to sit back and listen to the rest of it, man. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, later, dude. All right, shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. And I think now I was going to put up some pictures of the guy, but I'm not quite sure if it's him. So I don't want to put up the pictures. Like I have like the guy's name and pictures, but I don't want to do that and be wrong. All right. So I'd rather not do that because I'm seeing they have his name and they have pictures, but the same guy looks Put it to you this way. They have a name. And there's two different guys that live in the area that look similar. 
but it's not the same person. So I don't want to put that out there quite yet. I think somebody said the Bongino rule, just wait. And then once we're able to figure out what's going on, then we can, you know, start to reveal some stuff. All right. Four seven oh, you don't know who am I speaking to? I mean, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're premier Trump and you ain't black, hey, hey, VL, hey, it's Greg from Wild and Wacky Land. How are you doing, sir? Oh, well, about yourself? Ah, pretty good. Try not to uh, get too depressed from what's going on in Israel, man. Yeah. So, just trying to survive here in Atlanta. Crazy drivers, traffic's getting really bad. So. Hey, man, when you were talking about Tennessee, didn't you say there's no state tax up there? That's correct. Our tax is 8.9% sales tax here in Fulton County. It's been that since uh, about January 2019. The county tax, we don't have like a state tax as far as sales tax is concerned. It's, it's county by county. Uh, yeah, that's crazy because so most people don't realize that. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a lot lower because here we have a higher, we we have a statewide tax. Technically, you have a base yeah. tax and then a county, but really it's a state tax because it's, it's the same all over the all over the state. It's like nine point five, nine point seven. So it's not that much better in Fulton, and on top of that, you have a state income tax. That's crazy. Yeah, the, well, the county taxes vary here. Most people think it's a, it's a statewide ca- uh, tax. For sales tax, it's not. It's county taxes. Uh, Our taxes in uh, the late 80s in, in Cobb County, when I lived in Marietta, was 3%. Wow. I had the lowest state income uh, sales tax anywhere. And I think now, today, it's only like 7%. Right. Could be wrong, but it's still a good bit lower than 8, 9.9%. Yeah. It doesn't sound like much, but it, it does add up when you're spending, you know, three or four hundred dollars a week on groceries thanks to you know joe biden oh right uh, so Absolutely. bidenomics is bidenomics is working i don't care what anybody says because you know gas is well over three dollars a gallon you know eggs are way up so it, it's working trust me right i see <laughs> so anyway what do you think of this new uh speaker of the house mike johnson who just got voted in today unanimous unanimously by the republicans is he any good I don't really know a lot about this guy. I saw a couple of videos that were kind of questionable. He was saying that George Floyd was murdered and it was bad and his oh, black. No. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said he has a black son and his black son has a harder time in life than his white son. So I'm like, ah, like what's Uh-oh. going on? Yeah. I know. I know. Get, get out your gun. Right. Take down the rhino. <laughs> Unless it's hunting season. <laughs> right. But that's not good. I, I heard on the radio today from WSB, which is 95.5 here in Atlanta, and they're extremely liberal. They always say, you know, Trump's contesting the election, you know, the, or try to overturn the election, everything. Like, he never did that. That's a lie. But, uh, you know, and then they said something about him voting for more money for Ukraine. I'm like, oh, that's great. Just send them another $800 trillion. That's all we need. You know, bankrupt America fighting their war against the Russians, which is never going to end, it seems. Exactly. You know, so, yeah, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to share a special experience with you today. When I went to the DeKalb Farmer's Market, I don't know if you ever go there, but that's like an infestation of radical, you know, communists and socialists, feminists. Or, this is all the same in the end. But this older black guy came up to me. <clears throat> he saw me wearing my uh, Trump, you know, never surrender shirt. And he had a mask on. At first, I was like, what? You're, you like Trump? You're wearing a mask? That's what the liberals wear, you know? 
they're still terrified of, of the Chinese virus. And so he came up to me and he goes, man, I love your shirt. This is where can I get one? So I told him, you know, DonaldJTrump.com. We talked for a minute or two. And the guy voted for Trump in the past and uh, wants to vote for him again. And that was such an uplifting experience. One person out of maybe like 300 people there saw my shirt and liked it. They said something good about it. Oh, wow. I wear the shirt around on their turf in Decatur to piss off the left because it's the best way to fight the left. And, you know, it's not just voting against them. It's wearing pro-Trump stuff. That really pisses the hell out of these people. <laughs> that really gets to them. It gets under their nerves. It's like, now I'm on your turf, bitch. What you going to do about it? You got a conservative here that loves America. That, they think that's their little haven right there, you know. Recycle. They're all into recycling, which is good, but they're all into all these radical leftist causes, and they believe in climate change and weird things like that. So, anyway, we are going through climate change right now. It's called fall. I can't wait till we get to winter. I'm loving it. Anyway, yes, man, thanks a lot. I wish you well. Uh, don't let the fame and fortune go to your head, and we'll talk next Wednesday. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Be safe. All right, Thank now. you. Bye. All right. Shout out to my man for the call. And almost, I wasn't even thinking, you can't cuss on the show. So shout out to my man for the call, but no cussing. All right. Now, let's keep on rocking and rolling here. The number to call, 434-658-1220. online, who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, this is John Doe. I'm calling from a bunker down in Florida. I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about what seems to be, to me, like some body doubles happening you got uh, Joe Biden not really looking the same in this video from the Air Force One. You got John Fetterman. He's getting looking like he's got a body double. And you got, I've seen a couple other articles come out about other celebrities that look like they've been replaced by some other people too. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know about the body double stuff. I think that these guys are getting cosmetic surgery. I think the guys are getting work done or and or they're getting certain shots that can make them look different at a certain time. So um, with Joe Biden, his chin looked really weird at one time. I think they're putting something in his chin uh, periodically that kind of fills it a little bit. So they're, they're doing things to these people. It could be drugs they're putting them on. So when they're on certain drugs, it could affect how they behave and it could affect their look. If they're normally looking kind of exhausted and they put them on some kind of stimulant and now all of a sudden they're kind of hyped up and they don't look exhausted, the things they do to them make their look change. But I don't know about a body double part. I think you covered a football player not long ago uh, where he had some kind of heart condition and uh, it looked like he was just fine not long after that. And uh, I can't remember his name, but. Are you talking about? Uh, uh, I know you're talking about. You're talking about my man that played for the Cincinnati Bengals, I believe, or or no, it was the Bills, y- Buffalo Bills. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I I remember that story too, and I, that was kind of suspicious to me as well. Uh, what do you think happened in that situation, and what do you think about John Fetterman as well? Do you think that he they actually got a body double for that man? Now, um, okay, so two questions. The first thing was about. The Buffalo Bills player, his name was, his name is, he didn't die. His name is DeMar Hamlin. Now, DeMar Hamlin, um, it was really weird because he had the incident on the field and then they brought him out to a game. Now, I think that might have been 
a stunt double there because they didn't show his face. He was running around. He didn't quite look right. Like he was purposely yeah, avoiding. Yeah, he he was avoiding the camera. So it was like they wanted you to think that he's doing better, which he wound up showing his face and it was okay, uh, apparently. But the guy that had that one time, I don't think that was him. I think it was somebody else because they went through a lot to not show his face. I'm like, well, what are we doing here? Is this some kind of WWE promo? It was really strange. Now, um, what was your John Fetterman question again? Same thing with John Fetterman. Do you think, because he looked real different in some of these uh, videos I've seen of him after he uh, had that stroke. Well, I, I think I think what they're doing to him, they're putting him on certain kind of drugs. It makes him look different. I, I don't know what they're putting him on or what they're doing to him, but it's something because he can barely even communicate. He can barely even hear people when they're speaking to him. So they're doing some things to him that will improve his general performance that makes him look different, in my humble opinion. Okay, well, well, one last question. Do you think that Joe Biden is really in mental decline? And and do you think that uh, we should set term limits on some of these real old people in, in the government? Because uh, I think we, sh- we should have some fresh new people myself someone with some new ideas and who ain't falling apart like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that we do need some term limits and beyond term limits, we need to have some kind of cognitive ability test. So if, if somebody is showing obvious signs of decline, let's go ahead and put them through a test to see if the signs are legitimate. Let's see what's really going on you know, go to a doctor, get a physical examination, and let's see what's happening with these people because you may have senators, congressmen with dementia and all type of stuff, and they're still able to serve. I don't think that's really right. You have people like Diane Feinstein being told to vote a certain way when she was clearly in decline, and she died a little while later after that. Like, she died two months after that, literally died in office. So that is an issue. And as um, as far as Joe Biden, he's most certainly in decline. Now, he's still able to govern a little bit, a little small amount, but he's obviously not the same as he was, not even five years ago. Okay, thank you for the feedback. I got one more thing, and I'll let you go. All right. I have a buddy who's in the government, and he they're establishing this ratback program. I don't know if you heard about it. But basically, it's a it's a con- continuous vetting program that lets the government get kind of the heads up if you ever commit a crime and you work for the government. So by FY24, all agencies have been directed to fully enroll all government employees into this program so that they can know as soon as somebody commits a crime, basically, and in my opinion, this is the next step to basically like uh, what's that minority report where we're soon they're going to start predicting these crimes ahead of time and start putting charges on you. what you think about that? And I'll let you go. I thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how they're really going to go about doing that, how they're really going to make that happen, but I'm not really for all this. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's an invasion of privacy. You can't really do anything. You know, they'll say, well, we're doing this because we want to make sure that 
Our, our people don't commit crimes, all this, that, and the third, but it's like, okay, at what cost? Do I have any privacy? Do I have any expectation of privacy in my own home when I'm not on the clock? I, I'm not really a fan of stuff like that. Yeah, the, because it's a slippery slope. They, they may test it on government employees, and then that can be extended to anyone. Let's say you're accused, accused of a crime. Like, for example, you're in an ankle monitor. And then they say, okay, well, we're going to put you on this too to make sure you don't do anything. Just for just for being accused of a thing, you have your rights taken away. I don't like that at all. I see where that's going to go. 931, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Uh, what's up, Brother ABL? This is Marcus. All right, man. What's going on? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, but no, brother, I just have a. One question for you. I don't have a series of questions. I just have one. I've been trying to get a hold to you for a while, but between work and stuff and trying to catch your lives, it's been kind of a little difficult, but I'm glad I got you. Um, this question, okay, I'm wondering, it's offset from your subjects today, but I've been wondering, should I be able to sue the police department or a particular police department if I call the police on my brother? For, for the first time ever, pulling a gun out on me for, you know, out of a, like a verbal dispute. You know, he got upset and went to go grab a gun, pointed at me. I called the police. They seen him with the gun, made him get down on the ground, had him in handcuffs. And then after me, and then after me breaking the situation down for them, you know, with, with great like frustration and anger, you know, as you can imagine, you know, and they, Kicked in my PTSD problem I have, and um, and and after breaking it down, it was a white officer, by the way, and um, and he ended up arresting me instead, and so therefore I, I ended up having to spend uh, my birthday, which is Christmas Eve, and Christmas, you know, that whole week in jail until I got bonded out, and then afterwards I had to wait six to seven months for the grand jury for them to just to decide on if they're going to pick it up or not. In which case, they decide to, like I, like I thought all along, they, they dismissed it, saying, you know, that there was no, uh, no lack of evidence or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, of course. No crap. And I'm like, is this, is this what y'all do to people? So basically, that took any little speck of faith that I had in our police department. So, and I'm feeling like, you know, some kind of way in. And now it's like I'm left at, you know, where I'm scared to call the police for anything. Now I'm left at a, at a mindset where uh, I got to think about, okay, I'm taking care of situations, care of situations on my own, you know. Um, and, and it just it doesn't bother me so much. And I've been getting help. I've been calling lawyers all around. I was told because of conflict of interest, I'm going to have to look for lawyers outside of town. So, and I'm going into it with little to no money, you know, because the situation left me at a destitute state, you know. Um, so, so I was asking to see, like, if you have, like, any clues, like, on some things or what I might do in that situation, you know. Okay, so what were you, what was the actual charge you were hit with? No, they was true. They what they charge what, what they tried to charge me with was aggravated assault and uh and battery with domestic. So why why were you charged? 
or why were they, why were they trying no, to charge they, you? No, they, they they tried to. You see, that's what I was waiting. I, I, honestly, I understand what you're saying, jury, but what I, what I'm asking you is why were they trying to charge you? Like, what was their what was their rationale behind the attempt at trying to charge you? Man, it's like I don't know. It caught me by surprise when you know when he decided to take me to jail instead. You know, Cause I'm like, this is odd. Cause I'm like, Lord knows if I would have done that, point a gun at somebody, whether it be my loved one or you know my my blood or not, I would have got sent to jail. You know, aggravated assault and all that. So therefore, they they arrested the wrong person. You know, so when and, did you did you ask why they were arresting you? Yeah, and he he said he chose you know to take me, and I, no matter how much I plead with the officer, I'm like, man, why the hell are you doing this? You know, and I'm like, and plus I have evidence because my one of my elderly cousins, you know, was eighty years old. He was there, and when I got out, I got a video recording of him. Uh, agreeing, being agrees with me, with me giving an account of what actually happened, you know, and I ran through with him twice, and he agreed twice, so and I have that on the recording as well. But you know, and it's like I'm, I'm left to like, okay, people just all around just say f me, you know, oh well, things happen, kind of situation. And I'm like, no, because this was somebody else. They would have, they would have been able to sue the one. Yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of beyond what I could really tell you. I, I just think that um, you got to ask yourself, is it worth trying to fight? Because you know it's going to cost money regardless. And that's what it's going to be ultimately. Right. It's going to be a money thing. You got to ask yourself, is it really worth it? So that's that's all I would tell you to just ask yourself. Because you, you could fight it, and then you got to say, okay, if I do fight it, then what's, what's the reward going to be? Is it is the risk of me spending money that I'm trying to raise up is the risk worth the potential reward. You got to ask yourself that and then uh, go for it from there, man. But thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you, sir. All right. Shout out to my man for the call. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, if you want to try to sue the police, do you, do you really want to do that? You got to ask yourself. Eight, five, nine, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Yeah, ABL. I hear you a little bit. Keep going. Oh, man. Hanson, I'm going to try to get somewhere quieter. No, you, you good now. You uh, good now. You good. So go ahead. Right on it, man. Hey, man. Happy to get you phone call, man. I've just been, you know, chilling out with the waxing. I just clocked out off of work. I was supposed to be off today, but hey, decided to come in. But I caught your show at the same time, man, when I was at work, man. Hey. Happy to hear from you, man. And also, man, I've been hearing about the uh, the situation between, you know, rent coming up and inflation going up. I, I think there's just too much government spending to the point that inflation is inevitable and nothing that we can't control. And unfortunately, we've got irresponsible people in office who don't care about the common people. Yeah, definitely. That That's definitely a, a really big issue right now. We vote, and they we vote them in, but yet they don't do anything else nothing else happened they cry about january 6th happening well i mean if you did your job you know people wouldn't be so mad at you (laughs) but you know tick or tack you know what i'm saying absolutely and uh you know i've been uh clean sober for about 
two weeks going on, man. Usually sometimes I call up here, drive you crazy, me like drunk calling you up. And I do apologize for that, man. And sometimes I trolled you. So, <laughs> well, I'm glad you're hey, off I'm, the, I'm, I'm glad you're off this, this stuff. The, the alcohol. Yeah. I'm happy about it. I, I talk to you later, man. I'm enjoying the show, man. And Hey, he, uh, let me know about like let me know about the new YouTube channel, Uncle, uh, Uncle Gabriel, because I'm I'm definitely no, no, whoa, 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 no, Uncle ABL. I heard you put try to put that gay in there. Don't don't do that to me now, Uncle ABL. No, 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 no. I said ABL. I, uh, I didn't say gay. Uh, okay, all right. Let's just make sure we're on the same page, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. No problem, man. Talk to you later, bro. All right, now. Now I heard what I heard. My man said Uncle Gabriel. We're not going to do that. <laughs> We're not going to do that, sir. But shout out to all you guys. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. Yeah, that, that was that troll coming out right there. It just popped out. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't help it. But if you like what you're hearing, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Yeah, that, that was a test. Like, are you listening to me? Because sometimes... People will say things just to make sure that I'm paying attention. Oh, yeah, I, I hear you. I heard exactly what you said. I hear everything. You can't get nothing past me. But, yeah, that channel I will do, though, because I like talking about a lot of different things, but I, I can't I can talk about certain things here, but I feel like another channel would be more appropriate. And I'm trying to see if YouTube is going to um, try to buck on that channel because this one they, they get really funny with. That's why I got to be real careful with what I say. Because YouTube, if they could get a lot of us controversial guys off, they would, but they 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 can't. So they do they do other stuff. So my other channel is going to be different. It's going to be more, you know, in a line of a lot of life advice, just more normie type content. Okay, things that I'm interested in genuinely. I wouldn't just put stuff out just because. Uh, things I really want to talk about, but I think a separate channel would be appropriate for sure. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. They're definitely skewing the views for sure. Like I could put a video on here and get the same views I get on Instagram. Now I have over 1 million subscribers on YouTube and 100,000 on Instagram, but the video would do the same here as Instagram and Facebook, Instagram, Meta are notorious for censorship. So it's it's just really weird. Cooking, I could do all that. Um, but it's going to be more just about life and food, nutrition, maybe some cooking going on, you know, uh, uh, keeping your weight under control. I'm, I'm very good at that, like nutrition and portion control, all of that. Yeah, for sure. That'd be a different channel. But here would be more about news and political stuff and current events. That's the main thing. Now I'm seeing some people talk about uh, no cussing on either channel, no cussing because that's one thing YouTube doesn't like. Well, it's weird. You could cuss if you are a leftist, if you are seen as conservative and you cussed and they want to, they want to punish you for that. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. You could say all types of N words and everything else. If you are a, a liberal channel, if I was like um, one of these other guys, Vosh or somebody, I could talk about whatever I want to talk about. It'd be no problem. All right. Yeah, no, no, no. He definitely did say it, NKM. I, I know I heard what I heard. Um, 
that's not my channel, uh, Janine. ABO Basketball, that's not me. That's, I think they're in the Philippines or something, but I have seen that. That's not me. Like, they actually have a league. I think it's uh, A-Shine Basketball League or something like that. It has happened to have my same initials, but that's not me. Well, shout out to them, though. You know, definitely shout out to them. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All right. ABL, life coach. Uncle ABL. Yeah. I just have a lot of life experience. I've seen a lot of different things. Like people, I don't know. I feel like my channel would be just about uh, giving out common sense because not everyone is privy to having common sense. It's, you know, I've said it before. Common sense ain't too common. Common sense, like, um, don't give random people on the internet money because you think it's going to be able to get flipped. Don't give, don't give a dude that looks like big pun some money thinking that he's going to invest it and you're going to get a return. Don't do that. That'd be the kind of advice I give, but more than that, obviously as well. Grocery shopping tips and tricks. Uh, I'm going to fat shame you. No, no, no. Um, now and sh shout out to my main man, Jericho, shout out Jericho green. Yeah. He's able to cuss. I don't know, but me, if I, if I do anything like that, they, they got me on the list. If I, if I do anything, anything, they ding, they, they don't, they don't me. They, 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 they treat a little bit differently in my opinion. Now, if you were to talk to YouTube, they would say, Oh no, ABL, he's chiefs. He has no nothing against them. Everything is all good, but it's not quite that way. That's not quite how it works. All right. 929, you don't mind who I'm speaking to. Hey, uh, Anthony, how how are you doing? It's all good. What's happening? Yes, uh, about the uh, mass, mass shooting happening uh, in May. So before I get to that, uh, I want to question you something. Uh, have you uh, shot a gun before, Anthony? Yes, I have. Uh, so is this uh, uh, is it include AR fifteen as well? I have shot the AR fifteen before, yes. And and so the gun uh, uh is it hard to aim the gun uh accurately? The AR fifteen is very easy to aim accurately because you have multiple points of contact. You have your shoulder, you have um, up under the barrel and up un in, in, the, in the trigger. So you have three points of contact. It's very easy to shoot. It's easier to shoot than a regular handgun, in my opinion. All right. Uh, now, can you uh, give me, can you give me a uh, one, two, ten? Uh, how accurately is the AR-50? One, two, ten. I mean, uh, I think it's the most accurate gun. I'm not quite sure I would say it's a ten. At the the level of accuracy would would be dependent upon your skill, but out of all the guns, that's probably going to be your most accurate. A rifle in general, not not an AR fifteen necessarily specifically, but a rifle, especially a short barrel rifle, will be the most accurate out of all the guns that you can get, like a shotgun, a handgun. Um, that's going to be your most accurate. Mm, I see, I see, I see. Well. So the mass should be happening right now. The fact that uh, 
I believe uh, 22 people have been dead, and also a gal like maybe 50 or 16 people have been injured. So it gives me very much a concern that I would say uh, I am suspect, suspect, suspecting right now. I mean, I am thinking how come uh how come one person right and when I look at the photo it see like the soup it see like, like the soup uh, do not carry a container to uh to carry uh to carry uh, extra magazine able to cause this this death and also into I need I, you, I you, mean, sound, you sound muffled. You sound muffled. Oh, oh yes. I'm oh, sorry about that. So the fact that one suited who do not, I, I mean, uh, it is still my opinion, though. But I see like a mass shooter who 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 is not a keggy, uh extra magazine or any container to to put to carry the extra magazine able to cause that this much death and, and, and so uh, injured. I mean, like this amount of death, this amount of death uh, and injured uh, need to require more than one shooter. Now, I don't know. I don't know if he didn't have more than one magazine. I don't know that. I mean, he could have had more than one magazine because a magazine it, that can easily be carried on your body you you can actually conceal a magazine without it being seen. Like even if he had no book bag on, he could still have another magazine in his waistband and you probably wouldn't see it. So I don't know if you only had one magazine or multiple magazines. I have no idea, but what you're saying is that there's probably, or there could be more than one shooter because of all the damage that's been done. Right? Uh, yes. That's what I said. Okay. I mean, if you like, is this is do you think uh, this is could be the side of uh, uh pulling the string pulling the string so they can boost gun control i mean it just it's just what happened to the uh, to the previous marketing something like like uh, it doesn't see right at all it doesn't make sense and i am do not say I, I am do not I, I am and I am do not say that uh, it is a fake it is a fake mass shooting or or there is a fake death or I say is it, it is possible a sign of to to causing this this must death to boost gun control. I mean, there is always a possible thing that it could be a sign up to boost gun control, but I think that this actually did happen. Um, we're going to see more details because one thing about it is it's just now happening and it's still details coming out and it, and the guy's still on the run. So I think once we're able to get more details and once we can wait a little while, we'll be able to figure out more information. Oh, yes. Now about the new speaker of the house, Mike Johnson, guess what? Where I go to Twitter. I found a video where Mike Johnson, uh, he calling out for uh, for affirmative accent. 
I mean, he do not say out loud that, that he support affirmative action, but the way that he compared uh, to his uh to his uh to his uh adopt uh, adopt black son to his uh, white son, like like you can tell uh, like you can tell Mike Johnson uh, he is supporting a affirmative action. And also, he believed uh, he believed Joe Floyd are uh, murdered by by the white man. So, so that is the red flag over there. Yeah, that's definitely an issue. Um, I'm not really sure who this guy is beyond those clips that I saw. Hopefully, hopefully he does a good job as a speaker of the house. But we're we're going to see how the whole thing pans out. Oh yes. By the way, like, I mean, like, I believe every conservative should question and suggesting the fact that the Mike Johnson with the with with all with all the Congress of the House, including the Republicans and also the Democrats, all of them, they support the the Kenyan West people for foreign world. I I mean, like. When Mike Johnson like uh, become speaker of the house, the thing that, that he said, uh, uh, the thing that he said, uh, is supporting the Kenya West people country, but he did not say about our country crisis. Uh, for example, at the southern border, right. including northern border as well. And also the Biden, and also the Biden uh, recession destroying our our economy and it is collapsing right now. Right, you got a, a definite point there. Well, I thank you for your call, and I definitely appreciate you. Yes, let go, Brandon. And the shot must flow. Thank you for the call. All right, shout out to my man for the call. Certainly appreciate him. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. Call the lines. We get to three four seven. All right, three four seven. Got cold feet hung up, but shout out to you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And that is not my smoke detector. Okay, ABO, whatever. As soon as I hear the first chirp. I'm instantly going straight to my garage, getting my ladder, because I got tall ceilings. No flex, I'm just saying. I'm getting a ladder, I'm getting up there, I'm getting a 9 volt, and I'm changing it instantly, right away. When I had my, um, back a few years back, we had an a earthquake. Remember the, like, a small earthquake in Appalachia? Um, the earthquake, it was weird. The, the ground barely shook. Barely shook. I didn't even feel it. But the earthquake, it messed the battery up to my alarm system at my old house. I'm trying to change the battery because it's going off. It's chirping and everything. I'm trying to fix it. And then my alarm went off. My neighbors came out. I had to call. At the time, I had a landlord. I had to call my landlord. I'm blowing him up. He's refusing to answer the phone because I can't. I call from my Virginia number. Then I call from my Tennessee number. He picked up. And I had to come and they had to tell me what to do to get the alarm off. I had to go to the specialized store. I had to go to a batteries plus store to get this big battery to put into my washing machine area to change the battery for the 
actual house alarm. So yeah, I don't play that chirping stuff. <laughs> I don't I don't do it. All right. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. And if you call before today, it's only one call per night. So shout out to the caller, but one call per night. All right. Um, was it an 08? No, it wasn't no wait. This was this had to have been 18, 19, something like that. 2018, 2019. I, I can't really call it. I, I don't really remember when that was, but it was more recent. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, it, that's, that's what it was, Rudy P. It was battery backup, but it was causing the chirp. And I, it was driving me crazy. I didn't know what, what was going on, where it was coming from. And I, I pinpointed it. I, I changed my smoke detectors. It wasn't that. And then I went to where the alarm was set up. And it was an old alarm, too. This is my older house I had that I was renting. And I had to fix it from there. This battery probably about that big. But, yeah, on my smoke detectors, I'm getting the garage. I'm going to the garage, getting my ladder, hopping up there, changing that. I'm the kind of guy, if I talk to somebody on the phone, I talk to a friend of mine on the phone, and I'm hearing it chirping, I'm getting... I'm the type of guy that I would put my ladder in my truck and go over there and change it. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I've done that before. You know, if it be a, like a young lady and I know they don't have the, the, the ladder or anything they need to get up there, I'm going to get my ladder and I'm changing a smoke detector for you. Point blank. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was more It was more recent than 08. It wasn't, the one I'm talking about was not 08. It was like, 1918 1901 you're in the line who am I speaking to hey ABL this is OC how are you I'm well about yourself doing good um just thought I would call in I have something that's a bit off topic but um my daughter's school was having those parent-teacher conferences and they sent out an email that um they need some people to cancel their appointments because they had more parents than expected who signed up mm. for a parent-teacher conference, which I found, you know, like that's what parents should do. But the school's like, we were not expecting parents to be concerned about their children's education. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we actually got an email to cancel. So we wow. did that. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's happening in some schools. P- uh, parents are actually, um, well, I guess a lot of schools, but we never expected the school to cancel because it's like too many parents want to know what's going on and they weren't prepared for that. Yeah. I mean, people like these, these schools are doing way too much. So I don't blame the parents at all. And I think the schools, they're not, they're not used to this level of interest because normally um, parents may go to the school when there's something wrong. Like if their child is not performing well, Something like that. They don't really go just because. But now we got all this drag queen story time, all this LGBT stuff going on. Parents are like, well, well, wait a minute. What's happening here? Let's, I want to go just to see exactly what's happening. It might not be in the parent problem right now, or it could be, but I still want to go see what's happening and the school's not ready for it. That's why, this is part of the reason why when uh, people like uh, Pastor John Amanchuku go and read these nasty books, they want to try to get them shut down and thrown out because they don't want yeah. people to know what's happening. 
Yep. No, that's exactly right. So, I mean, they, we, they want us to get with their program of shutting us out, but I think it's the other way. They need to get used to parents wanting to be in the schools and, and knowing what's going on. That's right. But anyway, that's all I have. Um, oh, one more thing, actually. I recently had a trip to um, Niagara Falls, and I don't know if you've covered this on your show already, but they have um, same-sex bathrooms, like all of Niagara Falls. Like there's no bathrooms that are separated by the gender. Everything is same-sex, which I found very weird. So when you go in, the the stall walls go all the way from the top to the bottom. So you, there's no way to like peek under or on top. There's no urinals. It's just these tall walls. So, I mean, if you're claustrophobic, you might have a problem in the bathroom. But other than that, it was same sex everywhere. That's that's totally crazy. And it's just going to be dangerous, more dangerous for no reason, really, because uh, th- throughout history, there's always been separate male and female spaces. But because you got some men, really, which is what it is, you got some men that want to be in a bathroom with women then they just totally change it. It's it's ridiculous. And all it's going to do is just create more danger unnecessarily. It, it really does. Like you, you think it's safe because you know, everyone's in there. So who's going to do something. But when I have a guy washing his hands next to, to my 10 year old daughter, that kind of weirded me out a bit. Absolutely. And it should weird you out because it's not the way that things should be. Right. Right. All right. Well, I'll get off the line. Um, yeah. Um, have a good night. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Goodbye. Yeah. So shout out to her. I mean, parents are, that's, that's a good sign that parents are now starting to be more aware of what's happening with their, their children in school. Cause like, like I said, normally what happens is a parent teacher conference will happen when there's something, something going on wrong, when something's happening that shouldn't be happening. That's when they'll have an actual uh, conference. But now it's like, well, wait, wait a minute. Let's actually see what's going on here. Let's let's get down to the bottom of what's going on. Uh, do we have drag queen story time going on? Do we have these nasty books being read? Like, what do we have? What's really going on? All right. I'm getting one caller that call already, already earlier today. It's one call per night. So I don't want to be rude, but it's one call per night. All right, so shout out to you guys. I really appreciate you. Somebody says, make urinals great again. Exactly. Exactly. Let's let's go back to just regular, normal stuff. I mean, truthfully, I don't even like, I, w- I wouldn't even want women to be in the same space with me in the bathroom. I think there's some spaces for men and some spaces for women. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be in a space where um, women are. You know, not not in that kind of space. I feel uncomfortable. I would I would not be comfortable in that kind of space at all. Not in the least bit. Okay. So yeah, that's just what that is. All right. Let me see. Honeybee says, I went to the UK a year ago and all the bathrooms were unisex, even in nice department stores, movie theaters, ice skating rink. Crazy. 773, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? ABL, it's your retired Chicago police officer friend, and thanks for taking my call. No problem. Uh, first, of, first of all, ABL, 
it's a little dangerous for you to be uh, taking a ladder over to a young lady's house to change your smoke uh, detector because right away she's going to jump to conclusions and he's finally going to try to elope with me. <laughs> you know, she's thinking you're going to put put the ladder next to her bedroom do- uh, bedroom window and, uh, you know, whisk her off somewhere to Vegas or something for a quick marriage. <laughs> uh, you know, you're already on shaky ground with that. We know that. Right. Know the <laughs> so anyway, uh, A.B., I wanted to first address what the one caller was saying that was arrested when his brother pointed the gun at him. He was obviously arrested for some kind of domestic. He didn't really, you know, in fairness to him, he can't answer my questions. But here's the thing. I've said this millions of times to people. It does not matter who calls 911. It's not a race to get to the phone first. But I'm the one who called. Well, I went to the call and I determined through the facts what happened. And from that, I'm going to determine who's under arrest. It doesn't matter who called. I don't care. You called on yourself. You know, so here's the thing. I don't know why he was arrested. He didn't exactly say what the charge was. He kept saying they were going to charge me. So I'm guessing he, he was released or they just took him away and relocated him because he doesn't live with his brother. I'm not sure what the exact circumstances are in that thing but here's the thing if i arrested you falsely false arrest then sue me i welcome you to sue me because 99 out of 100 times especially with a veteran police officer i know why i'm arresting you here's the thing i'm arresting you on the victim's complaints so if your wife scratches her own eyes and her own face and I go to the call and she says, look what he did to me. And I say, first I ask, do you want an ambulance? Because we have to render aid. Do you want an ambulance? And will you sign complaints? And if she she wants to lie and sign complaints on you, well, that's not on me. I wasn't here. I wasn't here to see what happened. She is swearing out the complaint against you, not me. I am the police officer who is facilitating her complaint on you, facilitating your arrest on her behalf, on her behalf or on his behalf. So I'm not sure what happened there, but most policemen know why they're arresting you and can articulate why they're arresting you. They don't want to be jammed up. They don't even want to do paperwork. Most coppers rather drive around and never be called. That's what most coppers want to do, collect the money and never be called. I mean, it's exciting and we do our job. But the thing is, you know, if, you know, if you call me, I'm going to decide what happened there. Now, my other thing, which kind of correlates with that ABL, on your one video um, with the guys, uh, the repeat offender here from Chicago that was arrested over and over again, you know, with the carjacking and then, you know, all, all that. I, you could remind everybody what that's about, uh, ABL. But it, that's the whole thing. We're letting these people out. That's what career criminals do. They, they, they do crime. Then they get caught. They get a slap on the wrist or they, or they get three years. 
they only do half the time because there's good time and all that when you go to when you go to prison. They have good time where you get out early. You're still on parole, but they're letting you out early, and they're really doing that for themselves too because they need they need the room at the prison, you know. So if they can let you out, they will. But these guys, they do two years, they do one year, they do six months. Sometimes they do four years, but they come out and they go right back to their criminal ways until they do something so, you know, horrendous that they get locked up for 30 years. And, you know, if we're going to let these criminals roam among us and not use the laws for these criminals, what, what, what can you do? You know, what, what, what else can you do? I don't, I don't know. So um, it's a kind of a sad, a sad state of affairs. And then the other thing I wanted to touch on, then I'll, I'll be finished, is the school, these schools, these universities, you see everybody has taken the side of Hamas. And, and here's the thing. I understand when a people are pushed to the, the breaking point, but you cannot let people start lopping off the heads of babies and everything else. You have to show some kind of force and some kind of thing. They, you know, but you see what's happening in these schools right away. They're against, they're against the establishment and they're against everything that the establishment, you know, uh, that they think the establishment dictates anything that has to do with Republicans. They want to, they want to jump to the other side. It's like rooting for the underdog is what they think. But this is real politics. This is real life and death. And you have to come up with some kind of solution to keep the world safe. So anyway, that's my two cents, ABL. And thanks for taking my call, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Thanks, ABL. All right, fantastic call. I think that'll be a wrap for me. Shout out to you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. I'll be back live again on Saturday, same bad time, same bad place. That'll be 8 p.m. Eastern, so right around right, around right now, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, now, quick update on the shooting. Um, there's 22 confirmed dead, pardon me, and 80s, 80 others injured, and the suspect is at large. You're going to see names floating around in pictures. I've seen one name with two different people. One guy looks kind of Asian. The other guy looks kind of white. Uh, so I don't know which person it is. So I don't want to say which person it is because I have no idea. You know, I have no idea who it is. As of right now, we got to just wait for that. And again, the shooting is in Lewiston, Maine. And shout out to Bob K MIT. Shout out to you guys for the big super chats at the end. <laughs> shout, shout out to um, Bob K MIT who says, love to see another Jericho Green ABL Brandon Tatum stream. Absolutely. We got to get all our schedules on the same accord. Because I know Brandon, Brandon is like a mogul. Brandon's like Puff Daddy over there. So I know he's real busy. And Jericho got the kids and everything. So he's busy. I'm like the, the guy that can kind of move around a little bit. So we're going to see if we can get all our schedules together and make something happen. But shout out to you for the um the the super. Brandon also got kids and everything, and he's married, so you know people are just just really busy. But shout out to uh, Angel Rivera who says, "Hey ABO, thanks for the great weekly videos and informative content. You the man, hey man. Thank you for watching. Could not do this show without you." 
Shout out to um, Lothair who says smoke alarm equals headache. Also, really liking the show, man. I had to test you. And I, I, I heard you. <laughs> I agree with you about the Bud Light and USC. You were 100%. Let's go, Brandon. Thank you for that. Thank you to Bina for gifting five ABL memberships. I appreciate you guys for that. That is all the Super Chats. And shout out to you guys. Again, I'll be back on Saturday. Same bad time, same bad place. This is also a podcast you're listening to right now. It'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Apple iTunes, etc. Link for that will be in the description. Or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up and look forward to the Uncle ABL. I promise I'm going to do it. I am going to do it very soon. It, almost immediately, I'm doing that. I'm talking about uh, life stuff. I'm talking about... Uh, if you 1,000 pounds, how to lose half of that. And I got guaranteed methods. Again, I've been fat, been small, been at a good weight, been physically fit, physically fit now. You know, if I shave this beard off right now, I'll be 25 years old. And I, if I if I shave my beard off right now and then you saw me in public and I said I was 25, you believe it for sure. All right. So you guys, please look forward to that. And also, please share all the content on this channel right here. Also, go to the regular website, anthonyblogan.com. If I can never, if I can't for a particular reason post something here, whether it be too much, it's, it's got to be censored. The website will always have what you need. So that'll be a wrap for me. Until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.